did see a half-naked man strapped to the front of a golf cart at one point. So. That, <laughs> that was probably Willie. And, uh, <laughs> uh, th- shout out to Willie. The fact um, that his name's Willie is makes it even better. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, he's he, um, he's just said, yeah, everyone there was just such a joy and, and, yeah. and, and played back to the sixth episode of Unlicensed and Unhinged. Today we have a special guest in the house, someone that me and Mike Gaddy both personally met during the Great Awakening Festival, uh, one of the original creators and probably one of the most get shit done people involved with that project. That's for sure. We can confirm that. So I'd like to welcome Gino. <laughs> What's up? Hey, hey, how's it going, guys? Great. Great to have you here, man. Uh, I am jazzed up to be here. Fuck yeah, dude. Thank We're you. excited to have you. <laughs> like fully like, oh man, I've been waiting for this. Yeah. It's yeah. good, dude. It's good. To, it's good to... Uh, one of the founding principles of this podcast, for anyone who's listening, you've heard this like five times already, I don't care, you're going to keep hearing it. Um, we just want to connect with all the other friends that we've made, the other artists. We want to share and express our arts together. We want to have a chance to get to know people on a deeper level. And that's one thing, for me especially, we went to Great Awakening to work security there as a friend of a friend connection. And though we did get a chance to meet you and hang out a bit, you were running around doing all kinds all, of shit. doing all kinds of shit. So we didn't really get to connect. So this is a great opportunity for us in that. Yeah. Big time. But yeah. before we get into all that, just tell us a little bit about yourself, Gino. Tell us who you are, what you do, where, where you came from mm-hmm. and uh, what you hope to mm-hmm. do in the future. Okay. Well, <clears throat> so a uh, uh, little bit of backstory. I grew up around, you know, the Reno Tahoe area. I was born in Truckee. Um, my family owns a cattle ranch just north of Reno, about okay. an hour and a half, and that's that's kind of my stomping grounds. That's that's where it all started. And um, so, a little bit of backstory about like my freedom and you know the the opportunities that I had as a kid is, you know, I, I not only did I have all this space to run around and enjoy myself, I was always given opportunities to ski and really just try to manifest. Um, manifest the 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 best self i always had a really great support system and told that i could do anything and um i've always kind of felt that too so uh as of right now i i just got my real estate license so congratulations um, congratulations thanks um kind of getting that going it's it's uh hard especially right now not everyone is as excited as they were about a yeah. year yeah, yeah it, cool, it just that. cooled off right as you're doing it. <laughs> yeah um but it's okay so uh i i you know if you can't start now and make a couple bucks and you won't be able to do it when you know it gets really really good so yeah. i'm excited for when that comes around and um yeah before i i was Traveling out to Austin, Texas before this, doing some solar. Um, nice. Solar sales? or yeah, yeah. Yeah. So after after the Great Awakening, I... Which was in what year again? Uh, that was... It's already been... It's, it's already been two years. So it's... 2020 or 2021? It had to have been 21, right? 21. 21. 21. Isn't that funny? It had to have been 21, yeah. Isn't that so funny? Fuck, yeah. dude. It's been... So, Post-COVID, time, time compressed, dude. Like, yeah. I heard a theory that someone... And they when they when they lit the Large Hadron Collider that they might have started like a oh, fucking yeah. alternate timeline or something. Something yeah. is going. Something on. is sure, fucking weird, dude. <laughs> there is something in the mix. But just for perspective on the listeners, our relationship for the listeners, like mm-hmm. that's the gist of what we know about you. And before you came on, even the other day, you said texted me something. Oh, I, we're gonna have to re- 
change things because of my client. I didn't even know what kind of client that was. Oh, yeah, All I know yeah. is that you put this sweet festival on. I didn't know what you did for work. And oh. it was didn't a know where fucking you're banger, dude. Cool, it was cool. so cool. It was one of the best experiences of my life. That means a lot. Thank you, guys. Yeah. It was actually hella fun. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of shit talking. Not necessarily among our mutual friends that were involved. I get but it. But like people that were just like, oh, wow, this dude had to change his venue last minute. I get it. He's like, this shit is going to be, uh, one of our friends the was saying. The quote was, there's going to be 12 dudes here. There's not, you guys aren't throwing a festival out here. Yeah. I get it. And we fucking, we brought it together. I, yeah. I thought I, I thought it was just going to be me and, the, you know, my, my girlfriend and my buddy out yeah. there. Like, I, I thought everyone was going to yeah. bail and, you know. So I, I'm really, really thankful that everybody, you know, put, put as much effort into it as they, they did because Jesus, Jesus Christ, it was so hot and miserable. Yeah. Oh my God! We had one pretty good dust storm. And, and, and it was it was June eighteenth, so, summer solstice. You know, longest day of the year. So, you know, and this this wasn't my intention, right? Like that wasn't. No, it was the, supposed to be in a forest, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was supposed to be at my ranch, which is oh, this gotcha. you know beautiful, mm. beautiful, right at the base of this mountain. We had plenty of room to go and play. And it was a permitting issue thing, wasn't it? Yeah. So basically, permitting. Um, uh, I ended up having to go into the council. Like uh, we had a city council meeting for, <laughs> and I uh, basically they told me like, hey, you absolutely cannot do this. Like, was, damn it. Was the, there was there reasoning at that time still the COVID logic like. There was so there was multiple things, right? Yeah. So we had we had fire, we had we had sound, and we had COVID. We sure and, fucking, we sure fucking yeah. did. And yeah, but, we did. Uh, I'll tell you what, like we we definitely had some we had some <laughs> we had some really great fire performances there, which it was. I, I, choreographed I, stuff, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, most of those most of those folks that were were there are actually you know they're dancing at uh, you know. Uh, Coachella or mm-hmm. Envision or Lucidity or or some of these big big festivals right. that, or some of these kind of vibier festivals, but um, yeah. So I, I'm just that that whole experience was a reshape of my life and the effort that it takes to put something like that together and to you know kind of kind of create kind of create some sort of change. You know, mm-hmm. I. I I just wanted to have a really good time, and yeah. I, I think it was important from everyone that I met that was involved with the project to really reemerge in the post-COVID world and mm-hmm. kind of like reclaim everybody's, you know, like individuality, everybody's freedom of movement, and everybody's right. social gathering because mm-hmm. that's what people yeah. were most starved for that I knew during that time. Social gathering for sure, absolutely, and that that's one of the biggest. You know, even though it was like a terrible time, people still had a really great experience just because they were there. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they were there. terrible time because of the heat. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, don't, I talked to at least five people who had heat exhaustion. And had to oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, sense, I guess. that's what happens what though. Do? A lot of yeah. people, a lot of people fuck around and find out when they come out to the desert. Right. Without that's true. And it's not just the desert. Uh, I'm also from Northern California. You know, mm-hmm. I'm fr- I'm from Plumas County. That's where I was born. So Quincy, awesome. you probably know exactly where that's, that's at. Stones throw away. Yeah, yeah not too far <laughs> off. Right. That being said. You fuck around in those woods in the middle of summer, ill-prepared. You do not bring water. You don't have proper shade yep. strategy. You're going to have a bad fucking time. The You're air temperature might only be 95 time. degrees, but there is no humidity up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, uh, yeah, I, I, we did our best with it all. You know, we, we really put 110% in. And, you know, I think, I think it was and, outstanding. Bones. Yeah, I think it was, it was outstanding. outstanding. Me and Mike have talked about it a million times. Over and since. over. We talk about it. Yeah. So mm. I, I want to actually, I want to walk it back. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions and then I want, 
I want you to start from the beginning okay, of, of the plan yeah. to executing this thing to the changes and the chaos that happened. But the first please, question I want to know, please. prior to this event, what kind of experience did you have in creating any sort of event? Mm. Mm -hmm. Let's start with that. Okay, so uh, zero. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, nice. Let's just start with honestly. <laughs> then strong, strong fucking yeah, work. Strong, strong fucking Let, work. Let's just start with that. Okay. Absolutely zero. That makes um, this that much better. So the the absolute closest thing that I had to an experience of organization to the level that we did was a small party, maybe fifty or seventy five people at my ranch, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, in our barn. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, it was a good time. We built sort of like a stage, and we felt confident, and we had good production and lighting and things like that, and we were just building, but ultimately, we, we didn't know the steps it really took. Mm -hmm. uh, so Compared from 50 to how many, would you say, were at the Great Awakening? I don't know. I mean... Any, I had to guess 250 plus if I had to guess. Anywhere between, two, yeah, anywhere, I would say anywhere between 250 and like 300, something like yeah. that. I wouldn't, I'm not, it's so, hard to tell. It was really hard to tell. We had expectations of 400, but God, I mean, who With knows? the location change, that ruined so, a lot of it, right? So yeah, we had really good, uh, we were on really good track just first of all to, to not, not only be in the green for the event, but to be able to put on for the next year and have like right. a, to know, fund the next one. a good chunk for next year. And yeah. then everybody, you know, uh, some people, we had to, we had to refund people, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. yeah. Like what the hell are you going to do? Like, what what did, did they fucking miss out? dude? Oh, they <laughs> missed out. It's yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure some people decided not to go because they're upset about the change, but also mm -hmm. some people just, probably just couldn't because of the change. I don't know how many miles different it was. It, it w really wouldn't have been. It was negligible. Mm, yeah, yeah. Right. It was it was less than an hour difference. Right? Yeah, it w that wouldn't have made it. It yeah. was completely the environment. Doable. It was doable. Oh, yeah, uh, the you know, environment. Like people, are, people are like, oh, I was prepared for trees and like hang my hammock. And, right. you know, and now it's, oh, I have to bring a shade structure. Wide open desert. I have to worry about, you know, all the dust in my car after. That's a, so, that's a fair yeah. argument, at yeah. least for the infrastructure shit. Because if you've if you never, if you've been to Burning Man or you haven't been to Burning Man, you could go to a lot of music festivals, you know, mm -hmm. in, in this country. And depending on the facilities that exist there, you know, you could come pretty light. You know, you could mm -hmm. come with everything you need in a backpack, depending on sure. the climate and, and mm -hmm. what kind of food and water and shit like that that they're mm -hmm. going to have there. So I could see where some people would back out of that. Mm -hmm. But honestly, from my perspective, those are the type of people you don't necessarily want at mm -hmm. your event because they're a little bit too high maintenance and a little <laughs> bit less fucking baller and fun and crazy and, right. you know, like durable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Durable is a good word for it. Yeah, people who are just kind of, yeah, what's the, crunchy is the word crunchy. for it? Yeah, the, <laughs> uh, crusty? Is that, no, no, crusty. no. Crunchy. 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 It's crunchy. Okay. Yeah, I, love, no. I love when people use crunchy and any context other than the, the one I'm most familiar with because when I was in the army as a cavalry scout a lot of the tankers would refer to ground troops as crunchies because uh. if they fuck up that's the last noise oh, you're uh, <laughs> under the tank <laughs> they're just dropping <laughs> oh, so yeah I mean crunchy yeah crunchy. it fits in both cases okay. sure. yeah, in both cases works. not that anyone was whipping a tank around out there but damn if I had one I would no be. but hey, we were the only ones with a golf cart I think if you guys know anybody like, uh, I do know somebody I, I with do know a, a unibog yeah. 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 I know a guy with a tank too but he I lives swear, in Tennessee dude. <sighs> No. Chemo with the, oh, yeah. with the Unimog, dude. Well, that, um, that could be huge. That could yeah. be huge. So after, after 
the party at your property, the barn, building the stage. Yeah. So how did it come together? Who was involved? Who were your collaborators? Okay. And what, how, did this, how did this plan for the Great Awakening Festival, how did it still coalesce into a reality? Of course, of course. So it, it really all started because you know, I've been going to music festivals. This goes back to the opportunities that I've had growing up. My, my family was really into music, going out and, and enjoying themselves and meeting people. So I'd go to, I, I had opportunities. So I really, really loved going to music festivals, and I love the atmosphere. I I never really felt anything like that before, right? There was there was people there that I'd never met, you know, from all walks of life, and I knew that uh, hey, I, I have this really beautiful property back at my you know my, that my family has, and my mom she loves concerts, she wants festivals. We've had events there before. You know, we have had the Jerry Garcia band in our barn before. Oh, sure. That's and, pretty cool. And, and some other, and some other like, cool... Wait, were your parents deadheads? Yeah, big time. Big I had a feeling as soon as, as, <laughs> as, soon as you were talking about your upbringing, yeah. I was like... Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, my, my I saw sh- the shirt, too. Yeah, yeah, my shirt. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually... Uh, my buddy, he, he works for Ag Lab, and yeah. he... Um, he uh, he's just a, he's a cool dude. I was, that's dope. Though. Yeah, that's but, funny. Um, yeah, that's cool though. Shout I mean, out to AgLab. Yeah. So <laughs> when you, when the idea first started, what yeah. was it? Just like a hey, wouldn't it be cool if we did a large tiered, just out of COVID music festival, multi artist festival? Was that how, how did it start? How, who proposed it, and how did that conversation get taken? Okay. All right. Okay. So this goes back to um, who was who I had you know all, on board. Yeah, yeah. our collaborators. Um, so I basically I have been talking to my, my girlfriend Hannah um, and at the time and we can go into that in, in a second we'll get to that later yeah so. yeah so um, so you know she has a really good friend who's her name is Gwen and Gwen you know she moved down to Vegas and we decided hey let's go visit her she has a new boyfriend me and him kick it off. His name's Tyler. Uh, he's from Boston. Um, just a character, right? Yeah. Just oh, a, yeah. No, I know. I can't think just, so. <laughs> just a, uh, you know. Uh, I remember him also. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's, you know, there's a story behind uh, what happened with, with at, at TGA as well. Um, and he basically, you know, he's been trying to be a DJ, knows the music scene down in Vegas, and I was telling him about it, and God, he, I, I, you know, I've told uh, my other friends about this idea, like, hey, I want to, like, have an event, I want to have a music festival, I want to, like, try and start this, and no one, you know, I knew it was going to take at least a couple people to, like, really get in on it. Took it seriously and, like. Yeah, and, yeah, and no one rose because a lot of people, a lot but, of people say yeah. that stuff. Yeah. yeah, they're like, "Oh, that would be cool." So, but then you're like, "Yeah, but what could you bring to the table?" Yeah. So, so not only did he have the energy, he had the light, he had the enthusiasm, and right. he had the know-how, or at least you know what I had known from you know, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what I know in the music industry yeah, yeah, at that sure, time because sure. I had never done anything. He, He's you can say what you say filled in a lot of the. The missing pieces for what what you have absolutely envisioned. You know, what, instead of you having to learn how to do it all, you could bring someone on board that could just fill in that spot and just then perfectly. And like, like you know, he had he hadn't even okay, he hadn't even been to a music festival, but he's been to a lot of concerts. Okay, gotcha. he's, he knows like people in the sphere, right? So, okay, um, he's just got an open schedule. They were about to you know do their close their rent you know in Vegas, closing the rental, and then. We were like, hey, I have a, we have an extra bedroom. Come up here and we can, let's get started on this. Cool. So, 
Um, what, what was the timeline, though? Give me, a, give me an idea to put when he came to visit to when you executed the festival. How long was that? Okay, so um, from the time that I met Ty in uh, it was July. We had an event at my ranch in September, and then we really didn't start planning until about Febu February to for the festival. Five okay, months. Wow. Five so, months. Yeah, five month gap is. I mean, way less has been pulled off with way more time mm. and wasted way more money than mm. what you guys did. So that's pretty impressive, honestly. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I didn't get a lot of sleep. Um, yeah. <laughs> I definitely um, did some damage to my body, you know, just like mentally and physically. You I'm know? sure, I'm sure. Uh, uh, yeah, so I... Um, uh yeah yeah I, I forgot what I was talking about but yeah <laughs> well we were we were sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you and take you out of the thought process but what you were saying was generally that Tyler came with his girlfriend mm -hmm. to live with mm -hmm. you guys you guys threw maybe you would call it like a trial event mm -hmm. just get, just to get some people out there maybe mm -hmm. even grab a little bit of funding I don't know if that was part of it but I've seen him around downtown like after that it's been a couple years now but mm -hmm. did he end up coming out here permanently or Yeah so so he stuck around for a little time after uh and then he ended up moving back to Boston and he's just been kind of going back and forth I think right he's on. in Miami right now or Orlando Cool um but as far as like the nature of he moved not to live in Reno and be in a different place for Reno but that's cool that he Roommated up, came up, you had a spot for him I mean, while, while you guys did the project, at least. I mean, talk about somebody who's, like, all in, right? Yeah, that's yeah. commitment. So, for sure. Like, yeah. when, when you see something like that, it's like, okay, like, I really see where this guy's coming from. We've talked about our vision and what we can create. And not everybody can up and move to the location where that vision exactly. is because they, I mean, they have a day job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so, um, and, and all in all, you know, everybody's different, and I, I appreciated his differences. You know, he, like... Like, uh, I don't know, like, we could talk about acid and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, yeah. Like, uh, okay, all right, all right. We can talk <laughs> Which, about acid. Which, by the way, was my first the, time. The name of the there. fucking podcast is Unlicensed. All right, all right, all right, all right. There's <laughs> not a lot of rules here. Yeah, okay, so we're locked in. All right, all right. We, we thought we so had a stabbing last episode. Let's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are, are seeing crack deals outside. Right. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, basically, you know, I, I saw it as like, it, you know, I was the acid. He was the mushrooms in the situation. Okay. I was, right on, right on. I was the salt. Technology. He was, a, you know, he was the, yeah. that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, good dynamic, just differences, still the same outcome mm -hmm. mesh well together. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, so he had the drive. He definitely had some of the like sales, like initiative, like, Hey, we should try to reach higher. We can reach higher. Yeah. And it turned out we could. And I'm, I'm so happy with the production and it was amazing. Ideal entertainment and, uh, Tim's crew. I, I'm so sorry. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, that is company name right now. Man. Try, try not to tap on the table. It doesn't matter that oh, much. I'm uh, just letting you know, cause it, we gotta get shock. We gotta get shock mounts. Can you hear? Can you hear it in your mic? See, watch, listen. Oh, I can. Okay. <laughs> we can have, have a drum circle. Yeah, so, we can get after that later. I just don't want to interrupt what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> so, so it was, uh, it was uh, Tim and David um, that were running the sound and the lighting and the whole stage. And that thing well, the was stage pretty was impressive, dude. Fucking amazing. Yeah, man. it was like, pretty impressive. 
I cannot thank them enough for what they did and the experience that really they helped put up. Like, you know, they, I think, was it them who brought fireworks? As I well? don't know. So here's the thing. So for context, Jeremy and I, well, I was working security at Dead Ringer and you guys needed some security, I guess, mm. because of the location change and That's everything. Right. That's right. And yes. come to find out later, you had a couple people already on board, Shannon and Seth. Yeah. Well, we which we, did, we had already known them, but yeah. I didn't know that it was going to be them until we got out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was interesting. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, so the gist of what we knew was that our friend of a friend needed help with security. So you know more about the stage, mm-hmm. the lighting, who brought the fireworks, uh-huh. the vendors that were there, the art pieces that were put up, the Those are all volunteers. The things, those are all the things that were just fucking mesmerizing to us because me yeah. and Mike were probably some of the first boots on the ground after yeah. you guys. Yeah, we were. You know I what I mean? Yeah. We were, we no, were, seriously, that's why I'm so excited <laughs> yeah. to talk to you. Yeah, so like, we, we were part of the very initial Because I remember you know, getting there. Nothing. I remember getting there and there being the two and campers <laughs> just parked in an L shape. <laughs> Me and then, Tyre and then that there first the... night, we sat up on the campers looking at the stars yeah, and stuff. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, man. And we had no idea how the turnout was going to be. At least no, him and I didn't. No, 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 yeah, oh, sh- you keep slapping. I keep slapping the table. It's not a huge deal. I just want you to be aware of it so that if you're saying something important okay. you, you don't you don't You're fade right. it out no it's I mean, not a big deal though we don't care about all the extra noises cracking bottles the, the and the whole unhinged chinking uh, in the cup just, it's, <laughs> it's part of the experience the unhinged part of the name kind of gives us free reign as long as we can hear what we're saying is yeah. what everyone's saying and get the point fuck. across yeah if, if, if you have like we're recording right we're, yeah oh yeah we're on we're 20 minutes into this thing and so far We've just barely brushed the surface of all the things seriously. we have to talk about. Yeah, seriously. You know, yeah. this is a good this is a good opportunity because we're gonna have to bounce back and forth because we're gonna have to give I, you perspective on. Yeah, because it was weird. This is my perspective on it. Me and Mike went out there like Mike was just describing. Fucking nothing. Nothing. First yeah. partial remnants of a fucking geodesic dome going mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A fucking a little. We bit had of, tried to start putting that together with say, just a few that uh, we had. A, l- a couple stakes in the ground with fucking ribbons on them. Yeah. You know, like just markers. <laughs> it didn't yeah. seem real at yeah. first. And, we're like, <laughs> and our friends that came out there and helped us bring the RVs and shit out, but Jeremy they were the ones talking shit because they're like, bro, yeah, yeah. this festival's supposed to happen in five days. Get like, the fuck like, out of here. Like, it's not here, happening. Yeah, it's not happening. Know. But Jeremy and I's perspective on it from the beginning, we're like, we don't care if nobody shows up. We're going to have a great time. And obviously, we could feel your energy when we got there, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Well, I, I also don't know really what everyone's expectation was of it. You know, like were yeah. people expecting like a thousand people to be there? No, I don't, no, I don't no, think no. so. They it, were just thinking they were just thinking it was gonna be an event, a ticketed event mm-hmm. that was gonna have some sort of infrastructure. Yeah. And when, when we were a week out from it delivering trailers, the people that came out to help us, they were like, I've never seen an event five days away. That mm-hmm. had nothing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me and Mike Gaddy were like, if it turns out to be a camp out with 25 homies, I'm good. We're good like, with That's it. a good weekend. We were like, cool. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. But people were talking shit because the people that were talking shit are those habitual festival goers. Yeah, you know what I mean? It. And they were thinking. Yeah. I, I've really never been to a festival like let me, let me, that. Let me preface to say that it was not where I wanted it to be. Sure. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. uh, and that's what to us. We did understand that. It's so that. fucking yeah, glorious. Yeah. Is yeah. like, we knew it was a ticketed event. We knew that there was going to be vendors, and we knew that there was going to be uh, a stage, right? When we got there for the initial setup, we're like, fine. Whatever happens, happens, and we're just happy to be here. You know, we're happy to be a part of it. We're happy mm-hmm. to have uh, some, be some of the ingredients in the sauce, so to speak. Right. So for us, we're just kind of like oblivious to what the scope and scale or anything about it was supposed to be. But the input from the other people, we only convey to convey how much it exceeded the expectations mm-hmm. that those people's opinions 
put on, uh, you know, on our shoulders and not even that we took them to heart. It's just that we were like, okay, so what? So what if it's just a camp out, a campfire and yeah. everybody's listening to music and they got a DJ in the back of a truck? That would have been hella fun too. We've yeah. done that with four people. But then <laughs> we left for that week and in that week, you and your team put together some fucking Crushed magic, it. dude. Because yeah, we came man. driving across that little mini playa mm. at like 637 on fucking Friday night of, and we rolled up and we're like, this what the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah, when we came back. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we helped set up a lot of stuff. And then I had, like, we have day jobs. I had to go back and then yeah. come back the weekend of the event. But yeah, when we came out and we saw the lights, we're coming over the mountain around like the back way in. I you still like, have a lot wow. of ways to go. We're like, is that coming from that far away? No way. That's like, us. That's us dude. out there. Holy shit! Yeah. And we were pumped, dude. And that was five Stoked. days. The the five days since I last saw the event site, and to when we rolled up on that motherfucker, I was I was stunned. I was as far stunned. as like leading <laughs> leading up to it and and what we did know. Travis brought me to the meeting at Z Bar. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, of course and I do. And I took it very seriously because him and I connect on a musical level big time. And he t- had told me the situation that, hey, it was going to be at this event mm-hmm. or this location. It's changed. So that changes things. But from from hearing it from him, I definitely had a, a higher, not expectation, but more respect for like who was asking us to do stuff. Because mm-hmm. I had just started doing security. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, hey, these people need help with security. Yeah. So he asked me. And then when, yeah. when it came for I mean, me. from what I heard, it did sound like you guys had your shit together in the planning yeah. stage. And so I was, I had no expectations. I was not disappointed. Not at five all. Day, the weekend before, basically. But when I got there, I was like, I guess I was they impressed. did have their yeah. shit together. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah, we're all being flagged in by, by uh, yeah. uh, the other security. They're like yeah, flagging Shannon, us in, Shannon. Shannon and Seth. Yeah. How'd... And it was amazing, dude. The... I would say we might have needed bigger orange flags and a longer line of them. Oh, uh-huh. there's so many takeaways. We could <laughs> do a whole episode of takeaways, especially yeah, from your yeah. perspective. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, the, the structures alone is just this whole a whole battle. Like, the, the story, okay, so, yeah, let, let, nothing went right that I wanted it to go like so so walking away from it it was really difficult for me to accept that people had a good time oh dude yeah. because i had such i wouldn't say i had a bad time you did look very i won't say defeated but like when you were sitting there with your hip broken hand and shit towards yeah. the end of it okay yeah. oh yeah that's another thing to tie in so yeah exactly so i was just in it wasn't how it wasn't the experience i wanted yeah because i had hurt my hand mm-hmm. but it wasn't the experience that I wanted because I felt like I had put too much on other people and I didn't want that. I didn't want to be at very last minute. Now I have to put my hand out and mm-hmm. ask for help. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the, that, and I'm so thankful that people did. Rose you know, to the occasion for you. Like I, you, Rose you, to the occasion. both of you, by the way, a hundred percent right there. Right. Travis, absolutely there. You know, right. like the, these people that were just like, hey, just so support. Um, really thankful to have some people there that were that are not there, any, you know, not with us anymore. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm super happy to have experiences, yeah. and it was a huge learning lesson for me. And the the idea of expectation and loss, because um, yeah, like you cannot you cannot have expectations in life. You cannot. Like it, it will happen how it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. You can you can have intentions. You can have you That's can for sure. you can seek you know you can seek value through things and you can you can appreciate 
all of these things that life will provide you, but that's, you know, you, you have to live in the present moment. And, um, so walking away from that was, um, a huge learning lesson. Yeah. For sure. Massive. And, and, you know, the difficulty and, and, and your experience from it, you know, having it so wrapped around, you know, this is your production. This is something you and Mm -hmm. your people are putting together. The, the things though, from the outside looking in, just so you know, the outside's looking in, a person here and there may not have had a great time Mm -hmm. if their expectations were too high. But for me and Mike Gaddy, it not only did it exceed our expectations, and I've been to hundreds of festivals all over the world, like Ultra Music Festival. I went to it in three different Asian countries. I've been a lot of places, Burning Man a couple times. I had probably the best time of any of my festival experiences at the Great Awakening Music Festival, personally. And me and Mike... Big time. Mike can vouch that. I've said that before now. All, yeah, all this is not me kissing your ass. No, not at all. <laughs> I, I, we had the time of our life out there. We had a great fucking time. But our expectations were just to be supportive and help produce the show. And yeah, our, our yeah. part of producing that show was making sure people kept their shit together yeah. and, and keep them in line, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and just seeing you guys and being able to when I, when I would see you right like right in, we didn't in, see each other a lot throughout in the, whole in the thing. like weird ocean space that that area was just this like this these lot you know all these souls just like cruising around this yeah. this vast area and nobody's you know it's not like Burning Man where there's this infrastructure and it almost feels like you know there's this social construct out there mm-hmm. that is what we had out there was like very. Oh, Mad Maxi. Yeah. This is yeah. this is not permanent. Right. This is right now. Yeah, we didn't create streets or tell people where to park. And, camp- yeah. and we kind of had like camping set up in the back. But we didn't even need to. It was a little more know. Mad Max and a little yeah. bit less radical self-reliance. Uh, that's a great <laughs> way to put it. Radical self-reliance. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a little more Mad Max. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, I did see that, a half-naked man strapped to the front of a golf cart at one point. So. That, <laughs> that was probably Willie. And, uh, <laughs> uh, th- shout out to Willie. The fact that um, his name's Willie just makes it even better. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, he's he, um, he's just said, yeah. Everyone there was just such a joy and, and, yeah. and, and played such a. That's what I was just going to touch on is the. the crowd that you attracted to that the people that were willing to come out to the rougher desert mm-hmm. for the event mm-hmm. were they just had such great energy we only had to like really calm down one rowdy guy that was upset about something i don't yeah. know there was very little and if you look at if you look at the fucking if you just look at the statistical analysis of, of the facts if you have a night at dead ringer with 150 to 200 people max that's probably what capacity is there isn't it uh, yeah i think so. Some, somewhere yeah. in there right yeah in and that given night Security is going to deal with three or four problem people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So let's take that number and basically double it mm-hmm. and then add two days yeah. to that. One single night of shit. We had less incidents per hour than, than <laughs> the chillest fucking jazz clubs in Reno. Which yeah. was Such great. A place exists. <laughs> Which was great because it allowed me like, the time for my first acid trip. Oh, oh man. That was so, so fun. Ha- I'm so happy about that. Dude, man. for that to be the, the location and event and environment for my Beautiful first acid brother. trip I was amazing, dude. Beautiful. Man. So, yeah. It's easy. All that you light know? garden that you guys had? You remember that? Yeah. Thing? So, the story behind this, yeah. like, I'm already high, eating Molly, dancing on the dance floor, and it's like sunrise. We had just. Uh, Walked Credence up for his like sunrise set or whatever. Might I interject and say why we were off duty from security? While we were off duty from security. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm laughing my ass off on mushrooms. 
and my friend Olivia, who did door with me at, secu- at, at Dead Ringer while I was doing security, um, we just vibe hella good, and like, I'm sitting there laughing my ass off of some, something stupid I can't even remember, and she's like, what are you on? And I told her mushrooms, and then she's like, you want to do some acid? And I'm like, mm. yeah. <laughs> like, it was the perfect time. 15 minutes after this, I run into him, and he tells me he's doing acid, so I'm like, cool, got it. Yeah. That's going to come and play later. Later, yeah, think about that later. But that <laughs> night, so my first acid trip, it was, dude, the art installations that they had, did have there, the one was like a light garden. Yeah. It had these things hanging on this metal fixture that yeah. projected a shadow at night, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many, eight to ten of these they were beautiful, three though. foot things. All but geographic, it, like, patterns. The, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, the sacred geometry. There were just, like, Perfect. some solar lantern lights yeah. that had some really good, like, textures that I yeah. liked. Yeah. So me and him are kind of, he's, like, kind of babysitting, not babysitting me, but guiding me through my first acid trip, right? And we're walking out into the desert. We're at the dance floor. We went to, the, like, the community art wall. And then we disappeared out into the darkness. And once we were out there, I could see the art installation from, like, a minute mm. away. And he sees me start to, like... He sees it start to affect me, and I just zone in on that light, and like we start walking in, and he's just watching me, watching me, and I go up to it, and I'm just like looking at it real close at this point, and he know he knows exactly what's happening, and he taps it with his finger, because they were hanging there, and and it starts swinging, and I start <laughs> I just put my hands out, and I was like whoa, like it felt like the whole earth was moving, and yeah. like he's bracing himself on the in the middle of the desert, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're in it, yeah. we're in it, so he's there he's there walking me through all that, and then later on. At the at our camp, I was holding on to like a canopy and I couldn't say anything. He's like, "You having a moment?" I'm like, "Yeah." I felt like I was floating at the edge of a pool or something. Mm-hmm. And then I disappeared later into my tent, acting like I was going to sleep. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna take over here. Yeah. This, <laughs> this motherfucker. And keep in mind, keep in mind, I've, you know, even since high school, I've done probably a couple hundred hits of acid, you know, uh-huh. all together. So he disappears, and I'm like, "Hey, you know, give him a minute." But then I'm going to go check on him because you can't, you can't just leave somebody the first time for too long, right? Yeah. And I know he went to his tent, so I go, I go up to his tent. I'm like, hey, you in there? And he's like, I hear him rustling around. I'm like, okay, you're obviously in there. And he's like, oh, leave me alone. I'm sleeping. I was like, you dumb fucking bitch. You just told me you did acid. I know you're not fucking sleeping. There's no way you're fucking sleeping. If you need a minute, just say that. And I did. And I did because at that moment, what I was doing is I had taken everything out of my, my bag looking for snakes and then put it back in because I swore there was a snake in my tent with me. Dude. Oh, not out there. There's not, not out much there. out there. No, no, there's yeah. not much out there. But uh-huh. that was in my head. And I was like, dude, if there's a snake in here and I go to sleep, I'm going to be fucked. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't want that. We don't want that. We don't want that. So, so yeah. I'm like, this man is trying to convince me he just ate acid for the first time two hours ago maybe oh you still got another eight I'm hours like, bro, yeah. you're not fucking sleeping tonight <laughs> definitely not right now <laughs> oh man so i came out of that portion of it and came back out to the party which was a great party it was a beautiful experience a lot of mm-hmm. people had really cool stuff set up out there we backed our truck up to the stage and they had uh yeah. zach and travis did their their bar setup. yeah yeah you guys are just like yeah yeah and mitch and his girlfriend were or, Fiance, or I can't remember. Wife. wife, we're out there serving shots up to people, little, little, you know, colorful Jello shots in the little plastic bottles. Yeah. Um, which was so the stage, the dome. Just to not run afoul of any uh, state alcohol boards, they were not selling alcohol. Oh, right. They were, oh, no. they were no. sharing no. and gifting yeah, alcohol. Yeah, right, Make right. sure that that's a, yeah. Which they weren't. Yeah. Um, um, <clears throat> I thought this was unlicensed. It is unlicensed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. It's probably too that's late. a good it's point. Probably that's probably too great to be uh, prosecuted uh, for any such uh, activities. But <laughs> if any illegal activities did occur out there, I certainly did not wit- uh, witness them. 
I might have participated in the But I got a kick so, out of it because we backed my truck up between the dome and the stage. Yeah. And then they had the, the turf set up for the dancers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that I just was felt, a nice touch, by I the way. I just felt like the coolest guy yeah. like mm-hmm. on earth because I was sitting up on top of my truck. Yeah. You knew me as you security. Were. We were taking care of the whole group, you know, and everybody was stoked. Yeah, dude, you were in that moment. There was nobody. That was that was your energy, and that was that was you, man. And that, that was, was a great part of it. Yeah, that, that was a great part of it for me because, as I spoke on earlier, I'd been to so many festivals, but I was never an ingredient in the sauce. That's so the point. freedom That's to literally to the, the freedom to literally <laughs> just walk up on the fucking stage. Yeah, yeah. And Same. the only person, the only Same. person that should be stopping me would have been me. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> it is so funny. I was like. Uh, you know, I, I we we hired all these people. I right? was gonna say, who built the stage that was like? Oh, that was oh really man, cool. I can't remember his name right now. I have to I have to look it up here in a minute. But he was incredible. His his, his woodwork with with the it lighting, was the woodwork that was, I was honestly that tied the stage in so well, and so we nice. couldn't have asked for it. Any, like what he did with their stage. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It but, was um, quite excellent. Um, so wait, what, what but the, don't worry about don't worry about remembering the name because oh. we're gonna take a day or two before we launch this. Yeah. So all of your links, all yeah. of your friends' links, cool. all of your collaborators' links. Yeah. You're gonna be able to send them to Mike. Cool. And then we'll put them in the show notes. So Sweet. all those people will be everybody out will be perfect. tagged on yeah, on yeah. Spotify and on the Instagram. But yeah. so so. Uh, just to let you, you know, you're not the only one who had uh, an experience, like a first-time experience, yeah. you know, first time, you know, having a music festival, first time going on a stage, first time going on a stage right. with, you know, a professional artist for me, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was a lot of people's first time doing a psychedelic or doing a special type of psychedelic, um, you know, I had some some folks who had some releases that they really needed and it really was a great awakening for them. Yeah. It really was like a, a, an influence. So st- I, overall, I'm really excited about it. Um, I have intentions of doing something oh. bigger and better in the oh. future nice. for nice. sure. Like, nice. That's what we're kind of hoping. Cause, cause so like as, as time has kind of gone on, right. Um, I'm just sitting here I really love, I loved it. And if I had more time, if I didn't have four months, if I didn't give myself four months, first of all, let's like, like the, what I, what I put myself through and, and, and the, the challenges we kept putting on ourselves versus just like, okay, saying, Hey, we've got enough. It's going to be okay for our first year. Yeah. But then trying to like excel and excel and excel and excel. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that put a lot of undue stress and a lot of, a lot of expectations yeah. higher than what, yeah. Then what you needed to have a healthy fun time. Yeah. I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. So so um yeah, do you have any more questions uh, that Yeah, you, uh, let's keep talking. Yeah. Let's keep talking. It, what I want to do is I want to do another 10 minutes and then we're going to do a a, a pee break. Cool. Oh, stretch I, our legs. I have a, I have a subject I mean? a subject yeah. change if you're looking for that cuz we'll like send it, my like guy. I said we've we've known each other pretty much only on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the great awakening mm-hmm. and only ma- seen each other in person maybe once or twice. Yeah. But one thing you've been doing through this harsh winter that we've been having mm-hmm. is doing cold plunges, which I oh, thought was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Cuz I've been not as much as that, but taking cold showers lately and yeah. trying, you know, it's, I want to get a cold plunge thing in my, or just go do it at the river. But uh-huh. the ice, when you saw, when I saw you doing it in the river, I was like, oh, duh, that's genius. Yeah. It's right there. It, it's uh, super convenient. There's a lot of really great spots. I just do it. Yeah. I, I, I love just going like right downtown. I mean, yeah, it's, it's totally easy in this region of the country 
for like seven months out of the year, at least this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we might even get some more. Yeah, yeah. There, there are some questionable days, you know, some inches down on the ground. You're yeah. like, oh, I really want to do this, but that's not really what it's about, you know. I mean, I, I can't off I can't off the head pervade them. Talk about all the benefits that there are to cold plunges, and maybe you can. But what I will say is that when it comes to a lot of high performance athletes, and when it comes to people that are biohacking or or trying to get into yeah. their biology and and maybe make the very best of it. A cold plunge is a thing that consistently comes back up, and every every one of the conversations I listen to, all the podcasts I listen to, people are always constantly talking about the benefits of it. And for me, I can connect it to uh, even childhood. We used to do this thing up in up at Bucks Lake, which is in Plumas County. Yeah, I'm very familiar. Called called polar bear plunges. Yeah. So we'd literally roll down a fucking fire barrel right onto the beach. Yeah. Light up a nice big fucking what I'd call a, a low medium bonfire, and We'd jump right off the dock into the fucking ice water, uh-huh. climb out, freaking dying for a second. And I know that's probably a, a primitive example because the, the real purpose of an ice plunge is to s- submit your body to that cold for a little bit longer and to, to get those shock proteins and that they help with muscle healing and they help <laughs> with mental clarity and stuff like that. But <clears throat> if you'd like to speak on it, speak on what benefits yeah. you think you, that are, you're pursuing when you do that. Let me go pee. Go ahead. All is right, it time for a pee on, break? On, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go ahead and we hit the. We're gonna hit the. We gotta do this official. We gotta do this official. And um, we're back. Nice potty break. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that was totally necessary. And Gino, that, that Gino was like wiggling. I, I was getting <laughs> uncomfortable. I, you, he's it, the first. He's the first uh, guest we've had to actually bolt from the table. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he's like, I need a break, and I was like, I guess I'm potty. <laughs> well, I didn't want to stop you, but I was like, oh. No, no, that's fine. But I'm just to build off of what you what you ended with talking about cold plunges. Um, cold plunges are, are, um, you know, they're not for everybody. I would say, uh, I, I really like them because, um, it puts me out of my comfort zone. Um, it, it, it makes you do something that you're not comfortable with. And, you know, obviously you can put, you, you can take yourself out at any time, mm-hmm. but the whole idea is to, to put yourself there be mental, you know, have that like presence, that, that mental presence that, you know, we, we often lose. For sure, and, yeah. and, and it's so curious, you know, um, I, so I started doing breath work about a year ago and I started doing, you know, cold plunges probably like, I don't know. Which six, go hand in hand. Six months. Yeah. yeah which go hand in hand. Uh, uh, was that Wim Heim, the guy who originated? Uh, Wim Hof. So it's really important to, uh, as far as I'm concerned to, to study a little bit of breath work and, and what that does for you before you start going and doing cold plunges, because the whole idea is, you know, you're fighting your, your fight or flight response. Right. So there's that initial just like, oh, I really don't like this. My body is telling me no. But there is that also, hey, I'm going to be okay. If I just sit here, it's going to slow my metabolism. It's going to do all these great things for my blood pressure and my, my just nervous system. And, and, and when you walk out of it, you're going to be okay, you know? So, so not only does it have the physical benefits, but that mental thing that happens in your brain from mm-hmm. making your safe self stay, stay down yeah. there, it gives you more mental strength as well. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, does, it does increase your ability to uh, insert your control over your own biological systems and your own, mm-hmm. uh, as a very famous podcaster says all the time, your inner bitch, you got to conquer. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, man. You, yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's fierce, man. That, mm-hmm. and, and the craziest thing is once you start to do these things and 
you have this kind of presence and this focus and just this like this time for yourself, you know, where, where yeah. you can just shut everything out. It's not about anything else. It's just, it's just about you being in this and, you know, saying, I'm going to be okay. I, I am strong. Like I'm okay. Right. And, and so that's, that can be really beneficial for people. And I highly recommend doing breath work prior to that because, um, one, it'll, it'll help with that fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. Cause it gives you a tool to combat yourself with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what breath work is. It's, it's, uh, it's a tool. It's a, it's a medicine cabinet. You, you use this as a way to not only, you know, calm your mind, um, you know, have access to, uh, basically like hidden energies and self, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and, yeah, self-healing is, is, is all intertwined with that, it all. That's, so. That ties in really nicely to um, kind of my approach to similar technologies, if you want to call them that. So I, my study started in, in the realm of neuro-linguistic programming. Mm. And what that is yeah. is that's biohacking yourself, yeah. basically. And there's a lot of different mechanisms and tools that you can use, and there is a whole side to neuro-linguistic pro- programming, which I like to call NLP because it's rolls yeah, off the I'm tongue fam- a little easier. I am familiar. Yeah. yeah. But it there's a side of it that is looked at as kind of like uh, manipulative or like the dark art side of it. But what I'm talking about is like the individual piece of it. Like when you're when you are learning how to essentially trick your biochemical responses into behaving as you want them to when you need them to. Yes. And a lot of that be it trauma, be it trauma bond or trauma uh, coping mechanism or be it um, how you keep yourself fucking in control when you're in the midst of combat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to be able to put yourself into the right state of mind. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to grab onto your fucking primitive little monkey brain yes. and say, okay, we're not freaking the fuck out. We have a mission to complete. I'm supposed yes. to do steps one, two, and yes. three. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to engage in my sector of fire. I'm supposed to move on this signal. I'm supposed to do this thing at this time because that is the trained response yes. that I have used to replace yes. the automatic, you know, neurodivulgent, exactly. basic Reaction. animal so, response. Yeah. So, so obviously, what what the art, you know, the military is doing in general is using it to, you know, it, it, you know, have combat, like it, just implement combat, uh, you know, organize it, and so if you can use this uh, in all to, aspects of life, in all aspects of life, and and no, it's I. You know, yeah, you can use it as a manipulative thing when you yeah. when you start to harness yourself and your inner light, and that you're you are this luminous being, and you're just a part of this like giant ma- mass. You know, like yeah. we're all the just giant. This, so gear. rather so, so rather than using it to ensue combat, you can use it in the Great Awakening sense <laughs> to ensue connection. Yeah, you know, God damn right. Fucking, that's what we're. That's really what we want. Like, right. That's so, the bigger picture. So you know, so going to music festivals and, and doing all that, I, you know, I, I have done psychedelics and I've done these things where I, I've had these realizations where it, it these really like fundamental. Oh my God, we are all like we are all one. When I look in my, your pupils, you are experiencing the same thing as me. Now you you aren't me. 
right? right. You, you are not me. You are experiencing your own thing, but we are deeply intertwined. And I was, mm-hmm. I don't, do you guys watch Theo Vaughn? Yeah, <laughs> I, of course. I was just watching some Theo. I fucking love that guy. He cracks right? me yeah. the fuck up. So, um, what, 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 what he has going on is just outrageous. You know? All the time. And, and one of the guys that he had, one of the guys that he had on there was just, was basically just talking about how, we, we go through these experiences, we're, we're deeply intertwined, we're these humans, we're, we're, we're not only ourself, and, but we, we are, are, are one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I, I have a hard time understanding why people wouldn't want, you know, just a deeper connection with other people and understanding their story. Mm-hmm. Like, gosh, you know, like, what made you you because you're obviously some like how did you get into my life it's so mm. crazy and nothing it, else is more interesting to me it, than that like the music the the fucking drugs uh-huh. the light shows that yes. that's all like tertiary uh, that's not even yeah. secondary to me mm-hmm. it's first the engagement, the conversation, yeah, the getting to know with people, trauma bonding. Yes. Maybe not in the most toxic versions that's, of it, but <laughs> like learning about each other's pain and our suffering that's and then strong. creating yeah. beautiful memories together. Totally. Like that, what the fuck else is a gathering of people supposed to be if not uh, that? And, right. And what else do we really have? You know, yeah. like, like ultimately like, oh gosh, I, I couldn't imagine living my life without the people that I've met and the people that I've met have made my life. Right. So, oh man, I just cannot wait to meet more people and experience new things and, and cherish moments as best as I can. And it's, you know, there's this like, I, I understand how people can get depressed, you know, because For sure. I understand how people can get lost in like wanting to do drugs and things like that, mm-hmm. you know, because life can have so much joy. And when those times pass, it can get really sad. Yeah. But... The idea or more is, time passes without those things. The, exactly. Yeah. So, but the idea is, is you, you know, I, I've heard that your, your network is your net worth. Yeah. yeah. Now, right. now, what you call your net worth is going to be different. Someone could be, it well, could be money, it could be love. And it's even more, it's becoming yeah. more and more relevant in today's age because you have so many people whose business model is their is their reach within social media, within yeah. their podcasts, within the art that they create, whether it be on YouTube or their festivals that they throw. You know what I mean? These networks that we are creating mm-hmm. are they're destroying the old world. Uh-huh. Like they are making the TV networks irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Radio stations, what the fuck does that even mean anymore? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the the world our parents grew up in is dead. Mm-hmm. And and it's gonna be our networks. And one part of that that is beautiful in my opinion is your reputation is gonna be is gonna be more important than it ever was because if you're some famous broadcaster 50 years ago, mm-hmm. you could have like 16 mistresses and be a complete piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nobody would know about it because there's only what's on the network and there's only what's in the air. But in the modern era, everything you do and everything you are and people's opinion of you is gonna come to the surface. It's, it's it, the, the world got a lot smaller. <laughs> it yeah, is. it's interesting yeah. how that happened. Yeah. You know? And, and, and because it got a lot smaller, you know, our, our, and, and because of our technology and all these different things, you know, we're going into this different era, you know, we've had all these different, uh, industrial revolution, all these revolutions, you know, whether it be just guns, germs, and steel, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you guys familiar yeah. with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know if you've heard, but we're going into the third and the third revolution, which is the, 
I, I think they, I think this guy called it like the self, like self, um, what did he call it? Like, um, just basically everybody's trying to find themselves. For Everyone's sure. trying to find purpose in themselves. And as technology becomes more accessible and we have access to all these different things, and especially as AI becomes more I mean, implemented geez, in our dude, lives. What are the ramifications of so, that? We so, can only guess at, at this point. So what, so what I'm thinking is this stuff where we ha- are having these social interactions and, and kind of talking about just our experiences of, as humans is going to be so, so important coming forward because that's going to be all we have. And it's, it's so cool because that is all that we had before. Mm-hmm. During the Industrial Revolution, man, we, were, we lost it. You know, we're, 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 it's all about money. It's all about building up civilization. And now, yeah, we have AI. But I think now it's going to be like, okay, well, yeah, we were separated. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's not true. Maybe it'll be divided, and everyone there'll be the people who want to recluse, and then there'll be the people who want to like. I think gather. it could go either way, and I think on the vein of what you're saying, I think it could be an opportunity for humanity to all self-actualize and to find our identities and to make our art. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because even if like Chat GPT. It's passing the bar better than 98% of the people who have taken the bar in the last 75 years. Okay, so... 30 seconds. Yeah, in 30 seconds. Dan's pretty scary, too. So, so yeah, Dan. Oh, oh we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Dan, Dan is a hack you can do to chat GPT where it takes off a lot of the little I've been wondering like, gentle filters. You know I've been what I'm, wondering about that. Yeah, yeah. That's, know, I'll show you some videos when we're done here. Open the door to the right place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that being said, like it's, it's going to give humans an opportunity when a lot of the menial tasks and a lot of the industry that is, let's just call it low skill, and I don't mean that to disparage anybody that are in those positions. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's some jobs that machines aren't going to be able to take over real mm-hmm. soon, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of jobs that they can. Yes. And, and we're right on the precipice of that. Yes. You know, we're right there at the edge. It, but that could either release us, it could free us, or it could further enslave us. And it depends on who's holding the keys, in my opinion. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think that, that, I think that that's part of like this, this like kind of shift that everybody might be feeling. I don't know if there you guys know, but there's something happening. People are, people are talking about it like in my sphere. Like they just feel like something is different. They're going to change. And I think that it's part of... So we're starting to kind of, you know, creep our way Humanity out. Humanity is in an evolutionary stage. Yes, we're we're culturally life, we're growing up. Now we have we have this tool. We have this new, uh, you know, basically combustible engine, right? right. Yeah. We have AI. So now we have now we're gonna build off that, and we're gonna kind of taper down until the next big thing happens. Mm-hmm. So I think that the shift is more so that okay, so what's what's gonna be next? You know, what's yeah. gonna be the next big thing? And 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 that's really going to be the question, but I have a feeling, though, that this revolution is going to occur in such a way that traditionally all the revolutions throughout human uh, history have occurred in a way that those that had power were still able to kind of like co-opt them mm-hmm. and then guide them and then sort of create a false sense of, okay, you guys made it to the next level, uh-huh. but the next level is just a new prison, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like the, individual, the individual drive of this current revolution mm-hmm. is going to be a lot more difficult to co-opt with the with the internet and with everybody's yeah. access to all the information and you got a lot of free thinkers out here doing their own thing and that's where i think all of our art comes in yes. that's where i think conversations like this one mm-hmm. and all the conversations that we intend to have in my circle of friends because you know we all get out we party we listen to the music and and some of us yeah. are running from things some of us are are just trying to 
just murder the fucking brain noise with music. And, yeah. and I get that. But I think when we can slow down and we can sit here and have this kind of conversation, those are the people I connect with. Those are yeah. the people I bring into my inner circle. Yeah. And those are the people I want to collaborate with. Huh. And those are the people I want to make art with. And I think enough of the, of the world is going to individually find their way to those groups of people mm-hmm. that are supportive and that have the resources and that have their own parallel networks mm-hmm. that we are all going to not need the old guard. We're not going to need yeah. to make money from these fucking cool. corporations anymore. Cool. Like at some point, we're going to be all able to build our own things. I think, I think that that's on, I haven't really gained that perspective before, but I really like that. It's I, beautiful. The it's, parallel network thing that you were saying, like from our spe- oh, perspective, coming to, ring to, coming it, to know you, parallel, network. yeah, oh. parallel networks. Well, cause like him and I have known people and I've known people even before I've known him and my friends here in Reno through music that I connect with on that level. Uh-huh. And the reason I'm only, the only reason I'm involved with these people here is cause I felt the same energy uh-huh. with the people that I was in a band with in 2007. Yeah, yeah. You know? I hear you. Mm-hmm. So let's bring this let's bring this back to the brass tacks of the issue that we're all here to talk about. And that is as an artist, as all of us are artists in our own way, you have had this massive learning experience in the Great Awakening mm. and you've had the ability to kind of maybe fine tune your desires, your wants, and your approach to these things that like speak to your soul, like putting on an event like that in my estimation must have done, even, even though there was some negative feelings wrapped up in there, it must have done something for you to feel the collective like joy that you brought into the world. Absolutely. And, and, and I'm feeling that kind of resounding echo now, you know, as, as things have tapered down and I can kind of see things from a third point of view, like a, a different perspective, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely see that now and I'm so thankful, um, to, to just, um, basically provide myself with the opportunity for that, for growth. And, um, I'm excited for the people around me to have had an experience that they, they thought was, you know, at least somewhat enjoyable. I really must thank you for it. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. I, I mean, you're always going to have people that, that didn't, don't like something, you know, the naysayers. <laughs> yeah. It, it could just be not the right time. It, it really, you know, like every, that comes back to everybody's stories. Everybody's at a different place. So it's all good. Like, you I, know what I say about the <sighs> naysayers? Hmm. Nope. Not that. <laughs> That's a sample. <laughs> not that. That was an accident. <laughs> we'll get there. All right, we're I live. See, I see what you're doing. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the intro sample. Okay, so that was a fucking horrific uh, user error. But what I really meant to say about the naysayers was... <laughs> I think that worked out better, though, because yeah, people yeah, are going to yeah. be like, wait a second, that's what the, the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, you'll, you'll have to forgive me as I struggle to... Uh, deal with the controls I set up myself. Technical difficulties. So, <laughs> so a couple other things that I want to bring in into play in this conversation. Uh, I was 23 at the time. So okay. Okay. super, super young. But, you know, I hadn't really ever started my own business or done marketing or done any of these things. That, and so that I was really thankful to have, you know, uh, uh, Gwen, who basically – created all the content that was the social media arm of, okay of yeah media, right? and she helped build the website as well which really like added the flair um and then just bringing in all these artists that 
just slayed it. Samuel. The lineup was pretty big, right? There was a lot of people out there. Um, it was fair. It was there's fair. About, there's about fifty. Because part of our job is doing security. A, was yeah. I was I was running people back in in and out from three ninety five up there in Doyle that had to you oh, yeah. know, come in and then leave yeah. and you know I had to do that for a little bit too. Yeah, I think well. a lot of us did a couple runs yeah. in and out. Yeah. <laughs> it okay. was a, it was a rough road, dude. That road going in there is rough. I know, I know man. Like I, Oh, no, that was part of the adventure. That was part of the adventure. I, 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 I love it. You know, I now I know people who have planes, maybe I can get them to fly like people out. Nah, fuck you know? that, dude. No. Fuck that. That's part Just of the fun, you yeah, know. Yeah, like yeah, that could be yeah, cool. A few like, people for sure. Yeah. If I won the lottery and I had unlimited <laughs> they do an event money, I do I would do an event in the middle of fucking nowhere. And you'd have to like four wheel out to it. Hell yeah. <laughs> but it would be like top headlining artists. Uh-huh. So, so you know one I mean? of my like, passions is off-road vehicles. So yeah. with a smaller group, we could get some rigs together and go Dude. to our own and like, oh. you know, bring some good sound. Up at Mount Peterson? Peterson? Oh, yeah. We could you do, guys, oh, yeah. Go do some crystal hunting. Yeah. And yeah. I have some crystals I got from there with my mom last yeah, year. Yeah, that crystal so hunting cool. there is so much different than it is in downtown Reno. <laughs> 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 Nice, uh, nice friend. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, they're they're a little more purple than uh, you know. <laughs> you can still. Find I mean, some, if you crystal hunt, hard you can still find downtown some, Reno. You'll get purple when the cops catch you. <laughs> I was gonna say you can get some smoky crystals out there. Yeah, I got some nice amethyst. Uh, <laughs> but um, okay, so 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 back to the the just the festival. So what one of the things that happened was uh, during the setup two days prior. I, um, you know, I hurt myself. Yeah, that's what I've been waiting to hear about. That was gnarly, dude. Yeah, we got to hear that part of the story because that's critical for, that was critical for everything from your perspective that happened next. Deeply intertwined in the whole everything. During the build, right? Not even during the festival. No, not even. So, well, thank God it happened not during the festival. Thank God it happened before. Really, really thankful for that. But, so I, I, for, 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 you know, everyone that is, you know, listening to this or, or is watching this, wear gloves. You know? <laughs> yeah. For the love of God, if you're working with your hands and you're around anything sharp, metal, wood, whatever, wear also gloves. Also, sex with strangers. And, and <laughs> yeah. Always sex with strangers, wear gloves. Wear condoms, all right? Yeah, it's, wear gloves. Know, little, um, PSA, we are unlicensed and unhinged, but <laughs> safe and responsible sex with proper consent it's, is number one. It's kind of important. Um, <laughs> so... So I'm working on this structure. It's it's early. It's the first thing in the morning. I have an agenda. I have a plan that day to get some shit done. Mm-hmm. Right. I wake up, and I'm so tired at this point. Right. And I just I, I had such an agenda because I wanted to get it done, prepped, ready to go. Then I wouldn't have to worry about things. Right. So I'm in a rush. Man. And that's when it always happens. And that's of when course. it always happens. So I'm I'm going to, so. I grab, I forget who is all there, but we go and we're setting it up. Things are going really well at first. Uh, I am using the wrong tool to pound in uh, some, uh, Jesus, what is it? Not Steaks? No, some steaks, yeah, but they were used with, uh, what, what's in concrete? Are you talking about the pins? What's inside concrete? Rebar. 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 So I'm pounding, gotcha. I'm, we're using rebar as steaks. Yeah. And I'm using a T-post pounder, which. Oh, shit. So if you know what a T-post yeah, pounder. Yeah, two it, handles. And... It's, for, it's for barbed wire and not for pounding in. Uh, like a hook shaped steak that someone made basically yeah it was well if no it was just it was just a straight pin so i'm using the end of the t-post pounder and i 
you know, I work on a ranch. I felt confident myself, blah, 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 blah. I, I was using the very end. The, the other end is right here. I miss, and not only do I blow it, I completely blow it. Um, you know, I felt like a little sting. And I've hurt myself before. I've had some bad injuries before. Yeah. I know. You know, you, you just have that like, <gasps> oh, yeah, I hurt myself. Um, so I, I look down and I can see, all right, yeah, we're getting into it. I can see my tendons and I can see like my muscles, all that yeah, stuff, right? Juicy. Oh, I don't know. And um, uh, so I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh yeah. no, 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 no. So I just, I literally just stopped. I dropped everything and I just grabbed my hand and I close, I closed my hand. And I just walked straight to my car and I forget, I can't remember who was there. Because, it wasn't us yet. Yeah, it wasn't you guys yet. And I just got in my car and I was like, I need to go to the hospital. Okay. And I drive to the the trailers that are like over on the other end because yeah. I, I'm like, I can't just leave. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially like where what the fuck. Is, you yeah. Know? So I go back and I I, um, I'm like, I need the med kit to Hannah who's in the trailer and, um, she looks at my hand and. I try to, I'm trying to hold it together, but I'm freaking out mm -hmm. yeah. because not only did I hurt myself, you have the you weight know, of the festival still I, on your shoulders. I realize now I'm going to miss so much yeah. and I'm not, not going to be able to help out. Yeah. So I pass out in the trailer, uh, wake up, everyone, you know, helping me out. And then we trying to figure out who's going to take me, uh, to the hospital. And so I ended up being Ty. Mm -hmm. for some reason uh, the two guys running the shit <laughs> yeah and oh, shit. yeah yeah i don't know we have not that's I, where you had so to rely on everybody else that kind of knew the plan at that time so so that's when it really fell into like yeah everyone who knew what was going on yeah right, and, th right. and and you know there's it's not like there's a ton right no but it's a testament yeah. to the selections that you did make though mm -hmm. because the event still came off you know what I mean? Even though, even though the two probably went better than if I was running it. <laughs> I mean, we we'll never know until until we see a next one. But what yeah. I can say is this: in every team and every planning, be it a mission, be it a festival, be it a trip out to the lake with your friends. Yeah. If you've chosen the right people in your circle, the one thing you can always count on is the plan is never going to go off like it's supposed to. And if you don't adapt, you're going to die, figuratively or literally in some people's experience. <laughs> but if you choose the right people that are able to pick up the slack and come up behind you yeah. and grab hold of the reins uh -huh. and keep the fucking stagecoach from going off the cliff, yeah. then you've done 90% of the work before any of the work gets started. Mm -hmm. And I think that you must have done that because... By the time we showed up, yeah. you were, yes, a cripple. <laughs> but there was a fucking glorious event before us, you uh, know? Uh, true. Very, very true. So uh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, and that goes back to what you were talking about, about the connection part, if we don't have anybody else, right? Hmm. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, no. Um, so so just to reel it in, we're, we're driving uh, to – we're driving on that dirt road. And I'm holding my hand. It's all bumpy. And we're just trying to figure out what the hell we're going to do. Mm -hmm. Because the... Um, were you guys going to go all the way back into Reno to the hospital there? Or? Which we should have done. Um, Allegedly. Uh, oh, you didn't? Okay. So what I would have done in, if I, in, in hindsight is gone to Reno and just gotten it stitched up, have Ty drop me off. He goes back. 
whatever, mm-hmm. right? It's just too bad because if I was there, I'd have stitched it up for you. Right me, there dude. on the spot. Well, yeah, I would have done it. I'm it needed to be it. cleaned. That's okay. fine. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. And and I, I, I ended up, and I ended up having to get a tetanus <laughs> shot and all this stuff. Okay. But, um, so I go to the, the Banner Lassen Hospital, which I... Because my family, my, all my fam, all my family's up there. I know that they can give me a ride back if I need to. So I'm like, okay, let's go there. Yeah. Um, not a good choice because not only could they not do any like just quick surgery to fix it, they basically just cleaned it, scrubbed it, stitched me up on like just the surface, and told me be on your way, schedule a time in Reno. Oh yeah, yeah. Here's here's a person, here's a doctor. So I'm calling wow. them. And they're like, we can't get you in until tomorrow. And I'm like, oh my god, the festival's tomorrow. You're like we're, <laughs> we're doing. We're doing fucking hood rat shit tomorrow. I don't got time for this, dude. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I got to keep after those people who are doing hood rat shit, or, or at least so that for peace of mind. And so I, I go get stitched up, go back to my ranch, try to figure it out. I sleep it off, head to the, and, you know, this is still prior to everyone really showing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And uh, What day of the week would you say that was? Like when, Tuesday, Wednesday? Tuesday or Wednesday, I think so, yeah. Show goes live on Friday night? Or Friday? Yes, Friday. Friday. Thursday Friday. was like a, I don't know, like, just like, like a... Like a developer's party? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, so I go back to my ranch, sleep it off. Uh, I go and I j- I'm like, I have to go back because there's no way that... Uh, be- okay, for, first of all, I've... Not my entire team had was completely sleep deprived for about th- three weeks prior to this. Yeah, oh, sure. that's right. Yeah. You guys so are already planning on doing it somewhere. Else. We're yeah, because we're now we're freaking out trying to figure it out. Yeah. Thank God for every like, thank God for everybody. All right. Yeah. Well, shout and out to Travis because he brought me and and Mike into the deal. Th- thank God. Shout out to all the million other people that probably had a piece uh, in it. Mary, Anthony, right, the property David, owners. Tim, yeah, the pro- yeah, the, uh, the property owners. Oh yeah, they were great, by the way. So uh, they're incredible, and um, so they really helped helped everything just like come together. And when that all went down, um, now things really went south for me. Like, oh, it couldn't have gotten any worse. Right. This is, <laughs> I'm actually living in like a personal hell right now. Shit. So you know, throughout my life, I've had these just complete. Just like implemental, like I know that this is happening for a reason, and it's so cool that this is happening. And I know it that like I can feel it, you know, yeah. like oh, this is uh, this is this is one of those cross cross in the paths, like yeah, oh, like like know? character development in your story. <laughs> yeah, like um, like you know, if uh, you guys, it's, it's basically. In the story, uh, Game of Thrones or anything, yeah, sure. you, you meet these people who are like, "Oh, that's a checkpoint. Oh, that's a yeah, checkpoint. Right, exactly, oh, that's yeah. a checkpoint." Where, where so that you character? Didn't know if this was just a checkpoint or the fucking end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. No, I'm thinking that maybe like this is just maybe I, you know. So this is when I kind of I went into a dark place after it. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Like. Wow. Uh, so I don't know if you see the white on my beard. I'm 25 years yeah. old. There shouldn't it, it, it shouldn't be yeah. like that. Uh, I I had some bald spots form after uh, on my on my chin. It was like a right. alopecia. Right. Purely purely out of stress. You stressed yourself into a whole fucking another realm of situations. I, I went into self doubt. I went into this you know just just this kind of like real disassociation from who I was, and I'm. 
before, like I'm fucking centered. Like I can astro project. Like I can see other people's, you know, I, I can feel it. Right. I've, I, I've been around these, these spiritual beings that are, are creating like, you know, matter and, and designing their reality. Right. Right. So, um, I just, all in all, I'm just, I'm thankful that I, I walked away from it and then, and I, and I still have all my health and I still have such a support system and I, and I, and I'm realizing that more and more and more as I go and I'm reaching out to people and I'm, and people. That's important. Yeah. And you know, that's a, that's a big thing too, because, uh, let's talk about the fact that this was, this was a, this was a mission planned with your your partner yeah and and a new but still very solid friend and tyler and his partner right yes and and i'm sure that must have put a lot of strain on those relationships and i'm mm -hmm. sure you guys went to the edge of hell and back together yes. and and if you'd like to speak on it for a moment feel free not to what were the long-term ramifications of those stressors uh, during the festival and even after well um i mean so tyler Tyler and Gwen, they split up uh, about eight months to six months after. And now Hannah and I have split up. I don't necessarily relate that to that exact moment. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was a catalyst. You know, if mm -hmm. none of that happened, then maybe things would have been different. Right. Perhaps. So, so it, it's, um, I, uh, I, I think that it's something they, they say, don't, start a business with your partner, right? Or, or, or don't live with your best friend or, or stuff like that. But I had a good experience. I think that, you know, if we didn't try to take it to the level that we, that we were talking about taking it to straight off the bat, it would have been better for us. But um, just be, you know, because we're just all living together now. So it's, we, we're, it's, it's four months of us not day to day, every day, seeing each oh, other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Day, when we go to bed, we hear each other wake up, all of it, right? Every little thing that is normally not a problem that irritate the fuck out of yes. you because you're just, mm -hmm. it, it's inescapable. Yes. I know, I, we can all probably relate to that on some level, even, yeah. you know, whether it's your partners it's, or, or like a sibling for Mike. Mike grew, up, Mike grew up around his brothers. They're all great people. We love them to death. I could just imagine just that much time, and it, it's not that much different. When you're in the military, you're just stuck with these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Night and day, uh -huh. breakfast, lunch, dinner, combat, come back, be pissed off, be irritated by the way this fucking dude chooses fucking Absol food. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> it's those little things that weigh weigh down because because it's not you, and you would do something different. Yada yada yada. Mm -hmm. I don't think that. Um, you know, those are necessarily the, the subtle implications to, to what, you know, there's always a, a grand scheme of, of really, you know, we're young, right? We uh, want to live life. We have experiences. We, we don't know certain things. Um, we're still finding ourselves. For we're sure. still getting for over sure. trauma. We're, we, we're still finding space for ourselves and to, to open up for other people in a lot of, a lot of stances. And, you know, it, that, this might not have had anything to do with, why those relationships succeeded or failed in the long term. But, you know, I say this, having, having two ex-wives, you know, being in my mid to late 30s, um, I've had some life experience, and what I will say is every partnership that I ever had, there was an intent of the universe to teach me something. Mm. And when, that, when the value of that lesson fades away, 
as does the relationship, you know, and, and, and it's time for something new. It's time for new lessons. It's time for new adventures and it's time for new growth. So I never apply, look back that, and cry to all relationships uh, for sure. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to preface to say as well that this is, I don't even know if I would have been here if Hannah and I were, you know, so, but, uh, it's not really, yeah, it's not really what it's about. It's about just the realization that you could be more than yourself. Um, yeah. And without them, probably wouldn't have done it. Who knows? Probably um, not. I mean, sorry about that. Probably not. I mean, it's, it's a good thing to think about every piece of value you got out of that life experience. Mm-hmm. And regardless of the connection you may or may not still have with those people, I can almost guarantee you it would not have happened without them because that that is the moment the universe had for you those yeah. were the lessons in it there it and and those are the those are the pieces of the puzzle that are yeah. going to give you the power yeah. to do what you need to do to the next level above next time so so i i've been feeling this like oof like like power like here it is like i finally feel the path starting to grow you know like those were some of the stepping stones this was that was um that was a practice round, right? Yeah. That was a practice round for future businesses, for ideas, networking, how to how to talk to with people, how to be a, a, a leader, yeah. you know, all these all these huge things. And then, you know, yeah, so I, that's that's the festival. I'm really happy with it. And we can start talking about something else. We can start talking about no, the, I agree. the fact that like, I'm, I'm glad we covered it, a lot of the main points. Yeah, we covered a lot of the questions yeah. that we had, and we were just happy to get your perspective on it because from our perspective, we were like outsiders that became yeah. inner team members just by happenstance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't have been more thankful. Yeah, and <laughs> we couldn't have been more thankful for the Big opportunity because for us, it was, a great, it was a great fucking getaway. It was a great event, and we all had epic times. We, yeah. we, we forged... We forged deeper bonds with the people we already came there with right, knowing right, right. and we forged brand new bonds with a lot of people and you know some of them aren't even here today we'll with branch us. off with that yeah. and just talk about two little stories from the great awakening one we had a little side mission to go to frenchman lake we were going to go just up over the hill to pyramid we're going wheeling, we're going wheeling. Yeah, so yeah, some of our yeah. friends you know oh, i had a rental truck at the time i remember that. everybody was okay. like where are they going they're leaving they're going to a lake what uh-huh. this is like midweek or something like that and we stopped at the little Holly Junction, ate some oysters, shot up to Frenchman Lake, hopped oh, yeah. in like hippies, took all our wait, clothes Wait, wait, wait. Keep in mind, hey. keep in mind to, press, to preface this, it was like 108 degrees on this yeah. fucking playa, yeah. dude. So some of the people that were there, not, so not knowing the geography of it, were like, yeah. we were like, we're going to go to a lake. It's right there. And they're like, what? We're in the middle of a wide, vast yeah, desert. Yeah, How yeah. is there water anywhere near here? I, I wish we had a bus that just yeah. shipped Every per- I wish uh, and, and well since then the lake we, bus just yeah. do lake rotation since, since, then, exactly, since then we've been yeah. in and out of that location yeah and, and around to the lake uh-huh. and the last little get together we threw out there uh-huh. we went on the pyramid side on the way out and stopped cool. at the water and it was a different month too so it wasn't as hot but that would have been the perfect aspect of it yeah. yeah so we did a little side trip side trip to Frenchman Lake but another one was um, on one of our missions back in because I went back in to do a dump run and some other things yeah uh, on the way back in we tricked one of our friends. We made him think that he was getting arrested, that Jeremy was getting arrested. <laughs> and I was in a rental truck, right? So this California Highway Patrol okay. pulls us over. And, and, and I, those of you who know me already know this fact. I'm actually a cop whisperer. Oh, dude. Like, cops because love of my him. military career, 
They can see like, it they when could, they pull they it up on the screen. Catch, they could literally catch me in the middle of a knife murder, <laughs> and I'm going to walk away from it. It's yeah, fucked they up. Love it. It's fucked up. It actually is it's a problem so with be, my character development that I need to <laughs> stop using. So by going in and out of this fucking road, our license plates were covered in dust. So this California Highway Patrol sees only rear plates that are covered uh, or what he thinks are empty. And he's like, oh, I got some motherfuckers, oh, right? I'm going to get them. God. So he pulls us over. He's like, you guys from California or Nevada? It's you guys, yeah. And he's like, and I'm like, we're from Nevada. And the look on his face is like, damn it. They, don't, they only need the rear plate, right? And he's like, Fuck. I got a Tennessee driver's license. He's got a Tennessee license. <laughs> I'm, I'm from right there in Reno. Uh-huh. And he, so he, he's like, damn it. And so you can see the disappointment in his face. But then Jeremy goes, yeah, yeah. You wanted me to clean the plate off? So Jeremy just hops out and starts bullshitting with the cop. Cleans the plate off, and he goes, okay, I guess you guys aren't the drones I'm looking for. Like a Star Wars reference or whatever. Oh, okay. Fucking nerd. So, yeah, so on the way back in, that this the cop pulls us over. We start rolling, and I call my buddy Wade, who is ahead of us, and him and his girl were Marissa. And I'm like, I'm like, let's fucking prank him, right? So we had just got pulled over. I call him, and I'm like, you guys, this is exactly what I said. I said, you guys, the trip's a bust. Fucking Jeremy's in, Jer- Jeremy just got arrested. I don't know what they arrested him for. Shit got crazy. They were just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so we come hauling ass up to the next turn, the next dirt road turn on the way in. They see my truck pull up, and then they see me and Jeremy. I'm like, no and we're just way. laughing, and they're like, fuck you guys, dude. Because knowing Jeremy, any one of our friends would be like, oh, it makes sense. Jeremy got arrested. <laughs> he is, he is yeah, kind of a degenerate, you know. <laughs> I, think, I think we even told him something like, yeah, they, he's wanted for murder in four states. Something like that. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I had a bunch of shit that I said yeah. on the fly, and they uh, believed it. It was fucking hilarious. It was totally that. hilarious. All right, so I want to get to... The conclusion of this epic conversation, but I think it is now time for us to all take another pee break. Okay, duly, yeah. So we'll be right back. <laughs> and we're back. So, what did we leave off on the Mike Gaddy story of our uh, side, Jeremy, Jeremy's side, side missions? Yeah. Jeremy's theoretical arrest. Yeah. Branches of adventures off of the Great Awakening. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So let's just talk about. Art now, moving forward. What's the plan, man? Well, um, you know, every single place I go, I have this, like, um, this haunting thing where I just, like, oh, I can have a music festival there. Oh, I can have a music <laughs> festival there. there. Oh, it'd be cool to have it right. here. Oh, it's really beautiful up there. Um, oh, I could logistically do it like that, you know? So there's n- no way it's out of my brain. Like there's zero chance. I and would certainly hope not after the results that we saw. Yeah. And, and, you know, fundamentally I feel very, very capable of excelling on the next one. It's mm-hmm. just about having the financial background at the beginning, because I also want to say that we had like no money doing any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all, with okay we're gonna see how many ticket sales we get at this point and then if we get so many we'll see how much how what we can afford for you know just the basics Mm -hmm. and then if we get to this point now we can afford you know so well with some things like those depending on how many tickets you sell yeah gives you more resources to make it bigger reality is this from a business standpoint you're going to have to have a certain amount of startup capital. Sure. If yes. not, if you don't have a nice core chunk of startup capital, you're not going to be able to book the stages, the artists, the, right. the vendors, exactly. all of the infrastructure that's needed. So that is super crucial. And one of the great things about our parallel and mm-hmm. sometimes overlapping networks is we all know a lot of people mm-hmm. in a lot of spaces. And mm-hmm. Reno is a place with a lot of venues and a lot of people that are putting on constant productions. Of course. So, I mean, I think it's just all about the right conversations in the right rooms. Mm-hmm. That's what I think it really boils down to. 
Well, yeah. Um, so you say a hint at a second one. Would you have a Great Awakening two, or are you talking about a different name? Yeah, it would. It it's you know that Great Awakening two. Does that have the, the same ring? No, no, absolutely no, not. Not so, even two. But so like, you know, if if yeah. you look at it as chapters of a book, you wouldn't do that. So you know, like you're gonna have a new chapter because it's gonna be it's gonna be further developed. Um, but if you think about all the big ones like Coachella, EDC, right? So it'll it'll be a reflection. Mm-hmm. It'll be a reflection. Uh, do I know what it'll be? No. Did I even know two months, like a month before what we really wanted to call it? No, okay. Like, maybe just call it Awake Again. Awake Again. Awake again. <laughs> you can keep doing spinoffs of the same <laughs> name, yeah. No. Um, so I, have you guys seen like the Great Awakening map? Have you guys ever looked yeah. that up? Yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was basically an, um, a homage to that. Mm-hmm. Um so it might have something to do with that map, or it might have something completely, absolutely nothing to do. Maybe I'll call it Zorbfest. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Zorbfest. You know? Um, so I also don't know where it's going to be. So it, I, I'm just starting to drop my my interest and that I want to do it again, and that if, so that when I feel that warmth right that when so, it grows organically within yeah. you mm-hmm. yeah. uh, when i feel that warmth and i so my main focus is real estate right now i can't sure. do anything no else. i understand yeah, that you so know it's like and that's uh, a good place that's a good place to put your time because as i've said before on this podcast and a million times in front of my friends real estate whether whatever side of that business you're on it is truly the only thing that really has value in this world at this point in time Everything else is a fucking gamble. Land never disappears. It, there is nothing that is going to build more generational wealth for mm-hmm. you than to start investing in some real estate. And especially in the Reno area, will the appreciation value be so great? Ridiculous. In, in 15 to 20 years, you're not even going to, not only are you not even going to think, you're going to, you're going to say, wow, we got it at such a great price. Right. And uh, it's hard for people to justify spending the amount, especially because interest rates are a little bit higher. And, for sure. You know, three, well, that's the problem yeah. with the, that's the problem with real estate business model as, as a whole for its accessibility to the average person. Mm-hmm. You know, when your interest rates, when your interest rates go super high, mm-hmm. you know, the, the thing is that the housing prices go down. Yes. And then the higher the interest rates get, the, the lower the pricings of the, of the house and the property. And this goes for commercial and, and residential. So in that moment, it's only those that have money or are well positioned already that can truly seize the market. It's the same of all markets. But if you can get in on as close to the ground floor as possible, the dividends that it will pay... Mm-hmm. In 15 to 20 years, it's not like getting ripped off crypto or some shit mm-hmm. where you just make $10 million in four months because yeah. you've made the right choices. Yeah. But you can make $10 million in 10 years. Absolutely. I mean, you could, you could be making a plus a million dollars in just two years if you invest right and you, you know, let's say you do fix and flips or, you know, there's a method called Burr that... Yeah. Uh, have you guys uh, Better Pockets podcast, which is a phenomenal no. podcast? No, I'll for definitely real have to check that out, though. Yeah, if you're looking for any kind of tips or tricks on po- like how do you can get into the real estate game, that's a cool one. Um, but honestly, I wish that I almost had spent 
money on real estate rather than TGA in a way. <laughs> yeah. But like, what, fuck what, that. What, <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> fuck what you're talking about. <laughs> Hold on. What I was just going to say. No, we're not the only ones who had such a great experience. The only like, reason yeah. I say that is because I would have been able to have such a. No, nah, you're right. You're right. I just, there's a lot. There's a lot of. That what, was there's, a lot, there's a lot of what ifs yeah. in life, honestly. <sighs> But exactly, like when you yeah. when you bring it back down, like I mean, I'm t- I got ten years on you. I'm thirty four going to be next week. Yeah. But fucking children. One thing I don't regret is anything that I ever do with music, <laughs> and you know I could say the same thing if I didn't leave my apartment complex, let my credit go to shit, and go on tour in 2012 <laughs> yeah. with the first band or only band that I've ever been on tour with. Yeah. Then I yeah I would have maybe had a house by now yeah. or had different investments or been this far ahead in in my financial life, you know, but. Don't disregard the spiritual and emotional mm-hmm. value gains. Yeah. Just because you have Absolutely. to, you, we have to go get the financial. But at the, the same time, at, at the same time, my model has always been grind first and art later. Yes. And you know, to me, that is kind of the the foundational. Uh, I, I guess you'd say the cornerstone of my success has been that, you know, I chose the path of going into the military, building a career there using the VA loan that was available to me over and over and over and over again, right? And because of that, I'm not going to be like my parents and my grandparents where I have to work when I'm 60, where I have to work when I'm 70, where I have to work when I am dead. Yeah. Yeah, That's not going to be me. I'm done with that shit. We're breaking breaking generational curses on all levels, whether it be trauma or whether it be financial freedom. And if we're not doing that as a culture and if we're not doing that as a community, then we're doing a disservice to each other. I'd rather do it as a cult. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All for one. (laughs) One of us. I'm not saying I would ever start a cult, but if if I ever did win the lottery and had a couple hundred million dollars, a cult would probably organically form. Is all I'm saying. I might hang out with you every now and again. That might be cool. So I'll drop in. Yeah, just hang out. Um, yeah, so as far as like what's also next, um, yeah, I want to have, you know, I really like doing, uh, I, went, I went to college basically to be a mountain guide, do backcountry, alpine stuff. And Hella then, respectable. I love that. And um, that, was, that was my thing. I love skiing, love being outdoors, love kind of pushing myself, rock climbing, doing that kind of stuff. Uh, and I don't know what happened, but I had an experience. I, I think I sprained, I sprained my neck. So now I have essentially a, uh, like, um, a bone spur growth in my neck on, on my, one of my vertebrae. So I, um, yeah, so that set me back, uh, big time, uh, set me back from physically again, like, another hurdle another mm-hmm. like thing where I, I i feel immobile i can't do the things i want to do i can't be who i want to be so i don't feel as good as i should sure. when that's not really the case it's just a lesson mm-hmm. right it's just like a hey you need to just like relax you need to slow down and stop rushing and there was a gentleman he, go, he goes by autumn and i actually saw him I, I was just in costa rica i was at a festival down there called Very nice. called envision and one of the stage managers was actually at the festival. And oh, he, nice. And I, I caught up with him. I'm like, oh, my God, dude, what's up? Like, I haven't seen you. And he's like, oh, man, it's great to see you. And he said something to me after I hurt my hand. He looked at me, and it was, it was 
uh, it was uncanny. He said, you need to slow down. Yeah. And I, 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 I was like, oh, my God. Like, and it wasn't just the reason you injured yourself. You need to slow down. It was in general. Totally. Yeah. Well, you I went way deeper I, than that. I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to rush it. Yeah, I'm just trying to. Um, this is one of my things, too. It's, and it's, it's hard because we're surrounded by all of this. You know, we're surrounded by yeah. this, this yeah. thing. All these distractions. These big distractions. So. All these immediate reward system stimulating activities with our technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, Gino, let me just try to assuage a little bit of that angst from you. From a guy that's a little bit older, I say that being gentle to myself, <laughs> and having a, a little bit different, diverse set of world experience. Absolutely. What I can tell you is, before me, I see a man that has so much talent, so much ability, and so much love that you've put out. And the product that you did produce, giving all the limitations, all the obstacles, and all the fucking speed bumps that jump right in your way, you fucking nailed it, my guy. Mm. And what I'm telling you is if you can take that energy, you can learn from your mistakes, and you can harness it, you're going to be successful in all of your endeavors. You just need to get out of your own way in the overanalysis and the fucking self-depreciation of the, the product that you do put out, whatever it may be. Mm. And I say that to say this. For every obstacle that happened in that last endeavor and in every endeavor before this that you've talked about tonight, just remember one simple fact. At least you're not getting shot at. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Great. Yes. None of it was really that bad. Have you ever been shot, shot at? Uh, not intentionally, no. <laughs> That's no. another good point, not intentionally. <laughs> I've only been shot at once, which we discussed on another podcast, yeah, you know, true. but most uh, people haven't. Yeah, yeah. I say that all to say this. I don't say that to marginalize the, the troubles that you did have. I say it to say this. Obstacles are the thing you should learn to fucking crave. Mm. I got a fucking hard dick for the next obstacle in my life because every <laughs> obstacle that has nearly crushed me or destroyed me, brought me to my knees, uh-huh. crushed my whole sense of self-confidence. It's the thing that has taken me to the next fucking level. And you, my friend, are already levels above most of us when it mm. comes to producing one hell of a fucking show mm. in the middle of fucking nowhere mm. when it's a different middle of no fucking where <laughs> than you had originally planned. That's fucking excellent. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Holy shit. A different yeah. middle of nowhere fucking, than you ever planned. Yeah, yeah. Like, talk about, like, oh, we, we don't have water out there. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, I mean, if they luckily die... Luckily, there was a lot of desert dwellers that knew what they were doing. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, if they, they die, they die is always a fair assessment I, also. I will, I, will, I will take that to heart. I really, really... I do try to take that stuff and, and lay it as a foundation for growth and for me to feel appreciation for myself. And I mean, it's not that I don't have appreciation for myself. I've done a lot of work and I've, you know, I have a lot of things and I, I have so much and I'm so thankful. And I get to wake up every single day and be thankful for my life because I'm here and I get to experience it. It's not necessarily that I, I have more opportunities than other people. It's just the fact that, hey, I get to go out and experience and I get to hear other people's stories. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's, it's and that's so really what it's about, dude. But um, so what so OK, what I wanted to so we were talking about me like outdoorsy, yeah, let's climbing. get into that. I so love that too. I was gonna, I was gonna do like parkour. I was like so stoked. Nice. I was, I, I was <laughs> like parkour trend. So hardcore, hardcore parkour. <laughs> and I, I was like, man, why, why are they doing this in like a, like an event setting? You know, sort of like a Red Bull style, like hardcore challenge, right down like a mountainside. 
Ooh, oh like, yeah, just real like, deal, just like raw bouldering, just raw, just just they okay, just do it ha- like in arenas with bars and stuff. Right exactly. Now, right? So yeah. here's a course. It's it's in different settings, and I want. And that's why I was like, oh, I can't do it if I don't know parkour. So right. I started doing parkour without any training, and that's probably where I hurt my neck. Yeah, then that's, I, that's uh, how that happens. So then, yeah. I, yeah, and then I go to Japan, and I come back from Japan, and. I don't know, carrying the luggage around or something, but I was completely ruined. I couldn't move and went to get an x-ray and they told me like, hey, you probably sprained your neck. Okay, great. I had a girlfriend that did that one time. Totally different story. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of luggage was it? (laughs) Pretty heavy? (laughs) I mean, medium heavy at least. Medium heavy at least. Um, But... but but trying to flip over boulders is a much ad- more admirable way to damage yourself. Yeah, you know than the dumb shit I've done to myself <laughs> many a times. Um, so I I uh, basically just didn't feel confident in taking people in the backcountry because I wasn't I I hadn't done mon- most of that for some time and I'm, I lost all my strength. So here I am getting out of college, graduated college for outdoor adventure leadership and environmental science, and I'm like, okay, well. Either I become a scientist and I earn eight dollars an hour, or I try to figure something else out. Yeah, and, and you know there could be a potential marriage between your experience that you've had already with event planning. Absolutely. I mean, if you just spitballing, if I could imagine a place where he went out and did fucking whitewater rafting, fucking bouldering, rock climbing, maybe a little bit of base jumping. Yes. And then came back to a camp that had a bussin' ass party. Dang, Ooh. dude, I'd pay some money to do so, that shit. So yeah. actually at the at the ranch I was going to have uh, tree climbing. I was going to my buddy was going to ha- set up so we could do like, you know, just uh, anybody could go climb a tree, they're harnessed, you know, and then they could get, you know, released down. But Well, if you do ever decide to pursue that and you need somebody that is a master rigger, I'm army certified master rigger. My, so I can help you with all the safety and the harnessing and all of those I, things. You I can just, run cables or whatever. I want to have like a small party out there sometime soon. So um, Well, we're definitely down for that super, shit. Yeah, I figured. Um and, and, you know, nothing nothing to the extent of what we had before, right, but right, just, right. like, fucking good times. Do whatever we want out there. No one's going to bother us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and um, so that's kind of where, I, you know, I, I got out of college, started doing, I was delivering flowers, hated it. Um, delivering flowers. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm so like, awesome. what, am I, what am I doing? I don't, I'm like, what am I doing with my you life? Made uh, have you ever had to deliver breakup flowers? That's oh. a thing I used to do a lot. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Yeah. Breakup flowers, uh, people's, you know, uh, people's deaths. Uh, I went to, you know, uh, definitely went to the mortuary, delivered flowers there for somebody's. Delivering flowers, dude. That's like a job nobody really thinks about, but somebody does. does Isn't it. that? And it was like, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, it's. it's what does that pay? Uh, it was like. I think it was like 16 or 17 an hour. And then sometimes I get tips, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's not too bad in different parts of your life. To but just go to, but it, it's absolutely so, awful because it's not, it's not what you want to be no, doing. No, now I'm driving around in this, in this van that doesn't have any AC. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this isn't how I was raised. This isn't the, the way that I was taught that, you know, I could be who I could be, right? Uh, so then I'm like, well, I really want to just like have a music festival and that's the best business plan that I have. So were you and delivering flowers be- like leading up to the Great Awakening? No, no. Oh, this is before. I, I was a, I had been a ski instructor. Okay. I worked at my, you know, up at my ranch. I, I've done some gravitational, uh, 
you know, mapping uh, out in Utah. What else have I done? I did some solar out in Texas. I done all these different things. And right. I'm, I'm just like, okay, I'm sick of doing all these things. I just want to hunker down. And that's why I got into real estate. Good for you. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what my family does in the first place. So it just went hand in hand. Yeah. Sometimes the pursuit of our passions takes us down a lot of what seem to be unrelated paths. Yeah. But I don't look at it that way. I choose to look at it like every different side quest that my life has taken me on yeah. was like character development for, for all sure. the different various skill sets I needed yes. to my eventual final form. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if you guys know, do you guys, did you meet Terry when out in the desert? I mean, there's a good chance we did, but the I didn't know. The neighbor a bell, but I don't know. So he was the neighbor, yeah. He was the, the neighbor? One, the he guy was... who came out with his gun that one night? Uh, no, that was a different neighbor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong neighbor. <laughs> no. So uh, Terry, uh, he lives like, um, you know when you were driving down the road, if you just kept driving instead of taking the right? So he lived down there, and he built his little shack out yeah. in, in the in the desert, and that's where he lives. No running water, no electricity. Probably living the dream, honestly. It's yeah, and he's lived out there for I think like forty years or something like that. And he is a hermit crab. Yeah. You know, he has a hunchback. He's leatherback, big white long you know beard. And what he has on the inside is this wall of all of the people who have found him, said hello, and said I love you. I I you're amazing, Terry. And he's just this guy just enjoying life out there and it's so it's the coolest thing damn that's actually that's awesome beautiful. that's beautiful actually. right yeah and <laughs> I so had no idea about so that. like he's got this little shack that he built himself it's falling apart mind you and there's oh, okay and right next to it is a hole four times as deep as as this pit that you know, of yeah. your house that's next to us yeah, yeah. it's it's literally like 30 or 40 feet deep that he dug himself because he he was i don't know what he trying was. to get to china i think he was trying to build like some kind of like uh basement bunker? bunker thing yeah i hope it was a bunker and should we go see his progress in the near future and and the He's thing still building so it. the thing is is ty actually keeps up with him oh really yeah of course he and does. they text each other like he he said happy new year and he he's like replied back happy new year so he's out there in the middle of nowhere we gotta get we gotta get ty on too but Um, but this this is makes me think maybe we should do maybe we should do a rebuild terry's his name right terry yeah maybe we should do a rebuild terry's hut oh my god fucking event dude no way that would be good because if we bought if if a couple of us bought a couple hundred dollars worth of lumber and we just went out there, found him, signed his wall, and then rebuilt the whole thing. Oh that could well, be a we fun weekend, We wouldn't weekend, necessarily dude. have to rebuild it, but because Terry's probably got a vision. If it's falling like, apart, though. Which it wouldn't take much. No, if if it's that. falling apart, we could fix it in a couple hundred dollars for sure. Absolutely. Each, you know? Absolutely. So we'll, we'll shelf that idea, and it's something Write we could get into. Put a pin in it. It's on, <laughs> yeah, it's on you record got the, You have notepads <laughs> closest to you. <laughs> well, we'll call it Rebuild Terry's. You could write terrarium. down the time signature. Rebuild. Idea. We're at an hour 40 and 50 is about when that happened. 140. 140, 50 is about when that happened. But, I mean, we could rebuild Terry's terrarium, and then we could all, <laughs> we could all create him a new love wall. I'm trying to think of a catchy phrase <laughs> in my head. I wonder if he could hear what the fuck we were doing out there. That How far off was sure he going to site? Yeah, yeah no he, he couldn't. He came around, um, and he ended up uh, taking some of the couches and stuff that – uh, he just like wanted. He just like wanted stuff. He just wanted material for we like, for his hermit yeah, activities. Yeah, man, like just I, hermit shit, dude. <laughs> we so like no. So so we told him like yeah, man, like he can have some stuff. And then 
I think we left and then we came back and like a bunch of stuff was gone. Like a ladder. He's like, they like said I could have bike, it. Like all of so this. He like, might be popping off out yeah, there right now. No, no. <laughs> so, so that's when we were like, okay, well, that ladder was like $400, man. Like, yeah, we, I bet you Terry took it. We got to go see Terry. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, so we went back there and we just like hung out with him for a little bit. And he's got these little pups. I wonder how they're doing. Aw. Yeah, it'd be cool to go out there with you guys. I mean, if, if anything, yeah. aside from the content well, creation, well, a smaller that we're event on, with us would be fun. To just, with a group yeah, of well, 10 and that's the thing. Now that we have cool that, location. Yeah. once we have that pre, now that we have that existing relationship with the owners of that property. Yeah. Uh, we did a camp nada there. I don't know if you heard about it or if you, but it's something that we're gonna do, and we're not sure if we're gonna do it there again. Mm. But we had like forty people out there uh, yes. this last summer. We have another spot so. for that, but that yes. location technically, even without marrying them, there's other people like that do. I guess there's an event in October where people do fly in. Oh, that's but like, huge. That's a, that's an empty like that's that's the, just the a dead lake cow bed. playa. Yeah, yeah, that you so you know so about it. It's it's a really big event actually. Right. It's um, I, if you've ever been out there. Uh, they have, you know, there there'll be private jets that will yeah. fly around the yeah, course, that's what I heard. and so. They, but that with, being said, like we can just go out dead center with like t- 10, 20 yeah, people. BLM land. Yeah, yeah, it's BLM. Yeah. I think the uh, I think another fun thing would be to do like during Halloween season. <gasps> We all go out there and we dress as escaped prisoners. Oh, uh, there just, is a prison we nearby. Run, huh? the, we just run amok out there. <laughs> oh my god! And whoever gets arrested no. first wins. That's ten percent of the cover that everyone paid to be out there. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll light as many fireworks off as we possibly can. We'll make it a we'll make it a they'll noxious. Be like, Holy shit! We'll what actually happened? get arrested. We'll get arrested and then they'll they'll pull up our names and be like, "You're not a prisoner." What yeah. The fuck? <laughs> like, what are you talking? Yeah. It was a party out in the fucking. <laughs> Desert, dude. Why? They take us back to the prison and look up our names. We're not, <laughs> we're not supposed to be in here. You just, yeah, it's like tw- 20 hours later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but you just won five grand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. People okay. might play, dude. It'd be fun. I'll take it, yeah. I, I joke, I joke. I mean, you probably could get shot, so it's not great for most people to not get <laughs> Yeah, the other neighbor might come and shoot you. For sure. But, yeah. Um, well, so... I mean, overall, super excited to, to just get to discuss some of this. I, I, yeah, I, I think that there's a lot to kind of break down after all of it. And God damn, it really was a, a great awakening for me. It was a large-scale awakening for not just myself yeah. and Mike that I can Big speak team. for just because we've talked so much about it. But just within a lot of our, our, our friends and, and the circle that we brought out with us, you know, yeah. that there was so was much huge. great that happened out there. And so it was a great awakening. And, you know, you should take some pride in that. And if it's not something you directly pursue a replica of, mm. you should definitely utilize that energy moving forward because you can create some massive art spaces. And, you know, that is an art form in its own. You know, I got a lot of friends that are painters. I got a lot of friends that are DJs. Totally. But you know what my art is? My art is doing this right now. Mm-hmm. This is the art that I can make. And, and I, think it's, I think it's enough for me. You know, it's enough for me. I just had an awesome idea for you. Um, the uh, music festival podcast where you just go to different music festivals and just podcast while you're there. And it could just be this lot, you know, anybody. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, and that's the thing that we've talked about, too, because this thing right here can run completely off batteries. That's awesome. Two AA batteries will run this thing for about eight hours. That's... So if I take a big pack of AA batteries, a 512 fucking gigabyte card, 
Yeah. And then I don't have to have these big mic stands. I can just literally take mics and we could set up in his fucking toy hauler yeah. and we could do a podcast literally anywhere, any fucking time we that's want. So sick. You know, and that's something that we've been talking about doing. But the, the majority of it for me for right now, what I want to focus on is all the interesting, crazy, talented people that I've met and me and Mike have met together in this mm. last fucking two or three years as, as, as being fucking ride or die uh, heterosexual life mates. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, I get it. Like, we're going to fucking capture everything that we can that we've already seen now. And then we're going to start getting creative with it, man. Yeah. We're going to try to put our fingers into every little piece of Reno that we, we can get our hands on. Yeah. We're going to try to and be... And beyond. And beyond, you know? We're going to try to talk to everybody, all the fucking artists that are traveling through here cons- consistently. I, comedy is a big thing for me. Some of the people from uh, both of our past lives who have brought us yeah, to this point yeah. now. Yeah. And, and stand-up comedy is another big thing for me. Mm. And, and, and rock and metal music is and bands is a big thing for him, you know? So we just want to capture everything all at once. Cool. But we got to pace ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And having a guest on like you, you makes saying? this shit a fucking pleasure, my guy. Pace yourself. <sighs> yeah. Fuck, man. Well, uh, Slow down. Yes. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the process. Enjoy every single moment because I, who was I talking to? Uh, that we're, we're living in the old times. Yeah, right now, these are the old times that we're all going to be like, wow, remember that? And I, I, it's, you know, I'm still young, but I've already started like, oh, remember that time? And it's like, holy shit, that was 10 years ago. Some big good like, times. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, overall, I'm happy with life. I'm happy with all the experiences that I've been able to, to, to have. Um, I'm thankful that my... My energy is is not off-putting. I, I'm thankful that I am I am a luminous being, and I'm gonna keep charging, and I'm gonna I'm gonna really I am gonna do my best to to make make life um, uh, my reality. You know, my I, my I want I want to just just fucking do it. You know, fuck yeah. And that's the thing. It's when you make that jump, that leap of faith. That's when that's when you push yourself to your limit and you break out of your comfort zone. Yeah. That's the only way you're ever going to be better tomorrow than you are today. Yeah. And and we I think that your story is a story that really fucking exemplifies that. Cool. You know, like this festival started off as yeah. a a dream. Yeah. And you really did regardless of how you might feel in the hindsight and how many obstacles you had, you fucking nailed it as far as I'm concerned, yeah. dude. Right you on fucking nailed it. So- I don't, I don't got anything to say more than that because it's true. So, you fucking nailed it. My 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 goal my goal um is to be uh, an international man of mystery. You know. Nice. I that's I want to be one of those guys who's just uh, I've lived a full life. You know. Yeah. And, and to the point where you guys know like Rick Rubin or oh man yeah I just, do. I do. Just, just some there's like even even my dad I'm so like his story like you know. Fucking, it's crazy, you know. Some of these people in my life who have had these crazy stories, and I'm sure that you guys have gone fucking, you know, one or two. I can that are crazy. Yeah. A little unhinged. <laughs> a little, little, <laughs> definitely unlicensed. Um, and and so it's it's cool that you kind of realize your your purpose in life is not necessarily to be like a certain type of person. It's just to be like the person that you are. And you will be 
the a part of the chain and your life is your life and i mean i i encapsulate yeah. what i think you're saying like this uh my purpose in life is to find a tribe develop a tribe and thus be developed by my tribe mm -hmm. because isn't that what we can all hope for to find mm -hmm. a group of people which is i think what we're in the process of right now yeah. which is amazing totally. just find a group of people that sees you feels you and then help them be better in every way that you, everything you have to offer to them and res be receptive of that same energy in return. Yeah. And in that vein of thought, we can all truly lean upon each other, yeah. you know? And with that being said, do you have any shout outs to any events, friends, art, your own real estate company that you're working with? Anything you want to talk about to get it out there and, and blast your name to our, our audience as, li as limited as it is? Yeah. Uh, so I work with the Nevada Real Estate Group, which is, you know, here in Reno. Uh, in the eight years or so that they've been around, they've done over a billion dollars in total sales. So just last year, they did over 700 transactions, um, grossing, you know, over $250 million. So I'm really, really stoked to be a part of, you know, a team that's, Honestly, putting up some crazy numbers and yeah, people yeah, are making that's pretty. That's, that's pretty strong. People work. are making strong work. As people are making some serious fucking money, and it's like holy shit! Like that's that's it, you know. And yeah, um, it's a good place to be positioned. Uh, yeah, I, I'm thankful that I, I, you know, again, I am so thankful for the people and the stories and the experiences. Um, so as far as the festival goes, um, you know, thank thank thankful for for David and. Um, uh, you know, Ideal Entertainment and uh, Tim and Hannah and Gwen and Ty and all of my friends and Jill who put put together the choreography, Summer and Brian. So Summer and Brian are volunteer coordinators for really big music festivals. And I am so thankful that they were there because they were a huge learning curve for me. And I'm thankful for you two because honestly, just, just like when you guys, sh I don't know what it was. When you guys showed up, I felt like instant homies. I knew I could rely on you. It was no big deal. You guys were going to be doing your thing, but I knew I could rely on well, you. Well, you knew we, we, we brought some positivity and some get some sh shit done attitude. And yeah. I, yeah. I could come take a break. Like yeah. it was all good. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm thankful for all of the artists who showed up because they really played a part in, you know, getting people to show, just, just everybody to show up. Um, I am thankful for the lessons and, um, yeah, man, I, 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 no more really shout outs, you know, every, everyone who has, uh, you know, needed that reciprocation. I, I think I've, I've given that to them. Travis, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, if there's anybody that I'm leaving out, obviously, yeah. Well, this will be a good opportunity, and as we said before, you can give us all the shout-outs you want yeah. in the form of, like, people's social medias or their websites or whatever. In post-production, we'll add that all to the comments. Yeah. And we'll get that out there because this, if this is about anything, it's about extending all of our circles and showing our love yeah. and getting the right people in the right places to do all the things that we want to do. Yeah. With that being said, Mike, you got anything you want to add before we close this bitch out? Um, I was super excited to have you on, Gino. This has been really great. Um, yeah. Hearing your sp perspective on it, uh -huh. you know, um, the one person, Travis, that brought me into it. Yeah. Jeremy, my number one partner, fan, 
like I said in the beginning, before we even knew you, when we were doing security, is like there's like there's only one guy that I do this with. Yeah. And ever since we met, you know, so shout out to you too, yeah. Jeremy. We hold it down. We wouldn't be doing this without without your uh, fucking chaos. Chaos. Well, I yeah. Mean, I don't know. So shout out to brotherhood. Shout yeah, out to brotherhood. Yeah. Shout, shout out to the homies. Shout yeah. out to everyone who wants to just bring positivity and growth. The, the and, found, and the found truth. family, the found family, the found. You know, because sometimes the family we came from, it could yeah. be good or bad. Yeah. But it's our found family that really yeah. truly develops us in yeah. the course of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And with that, I want to say, signing out from Jerilago. Jerilago. Thank you. And Do you listening. have an applause thing on there? Do you have like a little... Thank you guys. Keep up with the rare vibes. Rare vibes.